and I'm not going to say welcome to the Outpost Frequencies. I'm going to say hello. Welcome to the Sunday Roast. Brought to you by TheLastMovieOutpost.com for all of your movie news, reviews, and everything cool about film. Yes, we're having a bit of branding, not issues, upgrades. That's the word. So we are now the Sunday Roast, which is what all British people celebrate their Sundays with. Um, <laughs> with us, we are, um, uh, what's the name? Uh, Hillbilly Short. But we do have with us Yoda and Matt. How's it going, guys? Hello. Howdy, dude. Indeed. Happy days. My room looks more of a mess today. I need to I need to get some decent curtains. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's wider than it usually is. <laughs> and, we're, and we're already off. <laughs> off on a tangent. Hey, something else I wanted to talk about. No. <laughs> Yeah, so um, like I say, welcome to the uh, to the uh, Sunday Roast. Hope everybody is well. Please join in the chat if you would like to ask us any questions or make any comments. You're most welcome to. There's also Super Chat where you can tip us. It would be nice to get some food this week, so every little helps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's market check. Got to pay itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so first of all, Matt, how are you? How are you this week? Have you had a good week, my friend? Uh, I have, mate, yes. We was in London yesterday for a friend's 50th, so we've done 12 hours of drinking. And uh, I am a professional drinker, don't have a hangover, so it's all good. And we've done axe throwing as well. At the same time? Yes. <laughs> Alco <laughs> Alcohol and axes, what could go wrong? What could I know, possibly I know. go wrong with that? We were actually, we were two, three, four. We was actually five pints deep before we even turned up for the axe throwing event. And then we was like, and then they went, oh, here's some beer tokens. So we had another two. So it was seven pints deep by the time we'd done axe throwing. Right, dude, dude, try and get it off my head. Go on, do yeah. it. I believe in you. <laughs> it was very good. I reckon if you can find a place near you that that does it, I'd recommend it. Really oh no, I, I've I, I've done it. They had one over and next to my work, and they made us go to that. And I was like, took one look. At, I was like, nope, nope, I'm out. Just give me the beer. That's fine. I'm not doing that. I don't want to brag, oh, but great. I live in the country. I live in the countryside. We do it every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how we get our firewood. <laughs> I'm lucky on the, the wall end. right now. <laughs> and how are you, Yoda? How's your week been? Ah, oh, just it's just another week in my soulless corporate job where I just <laughs> want to die. Which which ends ends here on a Sunday. Which let's see if we can push Yoda right over the edge this evening. Yeah, please <laughs> please is, make this um, a success so I can make this my soulless corporate job. <laughs> I actually had a review at work this week, and I was told how I was getting on and everything else. Um, and there were some questions I did want to ask, but I just thought to myself, as opposed to maybe getting up a written warning and and being forced to <laughs> leave. Just keep your mouth shut, Phil. So yeah. um, I did. But the good news is Very I'm the well. top seller. I'm the top seller in our department, uh, which is quite amusing because a couple of the other lads work full-time and I only work part-time. <laughs> it's the <laughs> gift of the gab. It's amazing what a knife what a knife will do to customers. <laughs> no, you will buy. You will. <laughs> um, what the audience don't realise is you're actually a rent boy by trade, so it's nothing to brag about, mate. <laughs> Dude, you were supposed to keep that on the quiet, all right? I told the tax, <laughs> I told the tax people that I'm not a rent boy. I'm a. <laughs> I'm just a gigolo everywhere I go. 
Okie doke. Um, I'm going to rearrange some of these some of these topics today. Even I had some really done. good. I had some really good segues. You typed them in as you saw them. Don't really. I did not. I moved them around. Right. Okay. 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 So we're going to go with the first one then. Kang has been arrested. If you uh, this is this is brand spanking hot off the press news. Um, <laughs> wow. Phase five. I didn't know it was going to be that easy to get rid of the big man. <laughs> Just put some cuffs on um, him. I have been reading that. Um, uh, unfortunately, Ezra Miller is very upset because um, uh, Kang is stealing his thunder. Uh, so <laughs> you know, um, some people are suffering through this. Um, what is the news? Because I've only kind of briefly gone over it. What's actually happened? Uh, he's what was it drunk and disorderly, or was he beating his <laughs> girlfriend? I think, I don't yeah, know. domestic abuse. I think he's strangled. I don't know if it was his girlfriend, but anyway, apparently he strangled someone. And gee, let me bring wax. it up on the site and actually read the story. There you go. <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh, boring. Blah blah so, blah. <laughs> yeah, John. The victim informed police she was assaulted. Officers placed a 33-year-old male into custody without incident. The victim sustained minor injuries to the head and neck and was removed to an area hospital in stable condition. The actor was arrested on charges of strangulation, assault, and harassment. Majors is no longer in police custody. A representative said he has done nothing wrong. We look forward to clearing his name and clearing this up. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take a sl slight contrary stance here after the whole Rick and Morty and Johnny Depp fiasco. <laughs> I'm say I'm gonna let it play out. I don't know. No, it's agree. just the way. It's just the way you said. Then the police are looking forward to his next performance of Kang in the <laughs> in the beginning of Phase Five. Is what I yeah. thought you were gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I will take over the world. And police are like, "That's it, move in." Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just remember when we arrested you, we were very polite about it, Kang. Uh, yeah, um, and we can well, help you round is... up other humans. <laughs> well, it is, it is the multiverse. So maybe this Kang in our universe is just this washed-up actor that mm. likes to strangle women. So mm. you know, he's he's pretty Allegedly. easy to take care of in this universe. Yeah, it's... sorry, yeah. Remember, remember, remember the magic word, allegedly. Allegedly. I'm, I'm sorry, allegedly. So, um, so this, we this... shall see. Innocent until proven guilty, as Rick and Morty guys proven, and Johnny Depp. And we actually had a footballer over here in England um, who was accused of multiple rapes and has had his name dragged through the mud, obviously banned by his team, has not played or featured in lost sponsorship deals. And it turned out he was actually found innocent of all charges. Yeah, I so, mean, you soon. know, I know witch hunts were fun back in the day, but we kind of moved past that. Can we yeah. not yeah. bring that back, please? And just to just to mention um, rape charges and assault charges, uh, Sean will be with us back with us next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's currently with his friend Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, again, it's one of those situations where it will just probably blow over because, I mean, with all these kind of things, just uh, people in Hollywood just seem to get away w literally with murder. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. literally, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say, you know, they say, uh, you know, black guys get treated harsher than white guys. Well, Ezra Miller just kind of seemed to go around the country just just doing whatever. <laughs> Nobody seemed to pick him up for for weeks and weeks on end. And when it's majors. Boom, he's in the cap. So I think yeah. uh, 
sometimes you feel like they got a point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it never rains, it always pours, and obviously Marvel coming off the back of that big sacking as well. But if you're DC right now, you've got to be rubbing your hands together with the Flash probably, what, a few months away from from going live? <laughs> yeah, just and, take, and everyone's just going to be concentrated little, on Mesa. That- yeah, yeah, just yeah. sort of, you know, um, the, 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 the new, new big style's been caught, so. Uh, yeah, the new, um, what's his name? Because it, it, his name's Jonathan Majors, isn't it? Yeah. Jonathan Majors, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say that the, the new tagline for The Flash is, it doesn't star Jonathan Majors. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there something about yeah. that, Ezra Miller? No, 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 it was all, that was all fine, that's all blown over. But again, it is weird that they've got The Flash they're ready to go and yet you know somebody who's been so unbelievably public going completely loopy and yet they're still going ahead with it obviously because they, yeah. they they can't because they can't it, it would cost too much money to say no now it's it's going to make a lot of money because the trailers are somewhat compelling i have to say and then when you throw in Keaton in there as Batman, you know, there's going to be the whole nostalgia factor. So it's going to make a lot of money. But I also feel like, I mean, talk about at least creatively doomed to fail. I mean, first of all, you got the whole thing with Miller that's creating all kinds of problems. And then they're, it, for, what's the purpose of this movie? They're, they're, they've destroyed the DCEU. So, okay. <laughs> do I care? Why do I care about any of this? It's like, should say, it's, it's not going to, it's like, difficult to care it's not going to go anywhere is it they're not going to they're not going to take it anywhere unless this is what reboots the universe maybe yeah i think it will well i say i think it will logic suggests it's going to obviously draw a line under everything so they can move on to guns universe but let's wait and see there's lots of rumors still flying around that they're not convinced they're going to let him go and they might keep him on as flash and I think this is going to... And then we've got Aquaman 2 after the Flash as well. I was going to say, that comes after that, which is really confusing. I mean, I I don't... (laughs) DC, I I can't imagine how you could fuck up things any worse than you have, but I'll give you time. You could surprise me. (laughs) It is weird. I mean, back in the the day, I used to to sort of constantly say, um, we've been to, like, me me and the missus have been to um, uh, modern art museums and, and so forth. When I look at something and think to myself, yeah, I could do that, I'm not impressed. So when I see like the old masters who have made these massive portraits and canvases and, and painted in details with horses and everything else, and I think to myself, right, I can't do that. So that does impress me. When you look at the mess that DC's in, there are probably a good million people on the planet who could do a better job than what the Disney executives are doing at the moment. <laughs> You know, you know, yeah. like you say, we we couldn't mess it up any better. We would make it better. Uh, as kind of as crappy as we are, we could make are it. You better. talking about and MCU or DC? All of it. DC. <laughs> oh well, yeah, DC. true. All I mean, of it. Pretty much all of it. You know, I mean, how 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 do you manage to ruin Star Wars? It, that's it's impossible. You 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 couldn't plan to do that, and yet that's what's happened. DC, like I say, you're in the same boat where they want to reboot the whole super superhero franchise thing but you know it's now coming to that kind of i feel like it's come to that tail end of you know where we're getting a bit bored with the whole superhero thing but then they kind of want to and it's just like say how do you take some of the biggest comic book characters of all time and mess them up Mm. well it's crazy you know speaking of that let's 
Let's go ahead because I did a terrible job now, I realize. Uh, let's go down to Lucasfilm Fiasco. Um, because I think that dovetails nicely into this. So we did a story on I put them all Luke- in order, Phil. I knew which way they were going, Phil. I just, I I just admitted my mistake, all right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you want? Fuck. Professionalism. Uh, it's, no, you've come to the wrong place, sir. <laughs> right, sorry, go on. Yeah, Lucasfilm right, so, fiasco, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, all right, we've talked endlessly about the critical failures of Star Wars since Disney took on Lucasfilm in a $4 billion deal. The sequel trilogy is created bus. The anthology series was canned after two entries. And a 244 hit rate on TV isn't much better. Um. And I'm, I'm guessing the two for four would be Andor, maybe, and The Mandalorian, because Boba and Kenobi, maybe Bad Batch, I don't know. Um, for this reason, uh, Disney appears to have dropped the hammer with their wayward division. Lucasfilm has been effectively told to stop messing about on multiple fronts <laughs> and get some focus back. This is the reason why Indiana Jones will end with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The Indiana Jones TV adventures have been stopped dead, and Willow has been placed on hold. It's been canceled. Don't canceled. Don't it's been canceled, yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that, that I want to add to this that we didn't have in this. Um, there was a, there was a uh, um, show that they were working on called The Acolyte. Have yeah. you heard yeah. the story? Okay, for those of you who haven't heard the story, basically this um, showrunner quit or or did not accept a very lucrative deal to do some shows on Apple TV. Yes, uh, I did that, yeah. for yeah, for a chance to do the Acolyte. Now, the Acolyte, for, I they said it was they said it was being filmed. It is not. The only thing that was being filmed was apparently a sizzle reel to see how good this was, and they're either not going with it or it's been put on hold and through all the hubaloo they basically shit canned this this showrunner who i'm not sure if she had enough chance to even put anything together but they didn't give her any money i mean it was really bad how they treated her and th- just sorry of- to interject sorry to interject but i think as i remember reading that if she had gone to apple it would have made her one of the top paid executive producers yeah in in tv she's, history she's worked on very high profile stuff she's worked with tom hanks she's worked on she's worked with a lot of you know she's not just some you know person that did something in you know like half of these mcu movies they do one little picture about what what's her name uh shitting in a bucket in a van or whatever the hell was going on with that movie <laughs> they give her internals <laughs> Uh, this was somebody who had been around the block for a while. So they shit can this and she says, well, you know, I, I'm out all this money that I was going to be in. You, you need to at least pay me a reasonable amount of money. And they gave her like a $5,000 check, which is basically a slap <laughs> in the face. A $600. What, what do they call them over there? The stimulus check. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so they can't work it out. They didn't give her any money. So she's suing them. Now, that means everything's going public, right? Yeah. Look, all this dirty laundry is getting aired out 
for for uh, Lucasfilm. So you, the questions are really getting insane on this because it's like, okay, you could have saved a hell of a lot of money in lawyer fees and everything by just paying her a hundred grand or two hundred grand or whatever, just buying her off and letting her go. It would have kept it all in house. Nobody would know about any of this. Yeah. Instead, she's taking you to court, which is doing God knows what to Lucasfilm's reputation. And it's it's telling everybody else in the industry, if it's that bad, don't work with Disney and Lucasfilm. So they're not going to be mm -hmm. able to attract any talent. And the third thing is, it's like, if $5,000 is all they could offer her, how bad is the financial situation at Lucasfilm right now? Mm. That's, I, I, I can't imagine that the five grand... Is kind of, I mean, it, it's insulting, and and to think that that's all that Disney have to offer again, I can't see that because I think the top people, Bob Iger and everybody else, they are taking home millions, you know. And so obviously, go on. You you got to understand that the the idea of of parent corporations and and sister corporations and all that they don't interact as much as you think they do they may be all owned by the same umbrella but the money doesn't always flow back and forth the way you think it would now sometimes okay. it does i i work for a company that owns an insurance company and then and then i'm one of the subsidiary companies and we do get funded because the insurance company is a cash cow insurance companies always are a cash cow so it its funding is used to to fund a lot of the other companies that they hope to make big that are in kind of a services-oriented organization, technology and things like that. So you would think that they could do that here, but either Disney is, and, and I'm going by our article here, Disney is so pissed at Lucasfilm, pissing away money and making garbage that people are angry about that they don't want to give them any more money. They're either going to shit-can Kathleen Kennedy they are Lucasfilm has been cooking the books and and dis and been hiding it from Disney, mm. or they're just completely. I mean, you don't necessarily have to pick only one of these. You know, this is a multiple <laughs> yeah, choice type of thing. Is it D? All Check of the above. All boxes that apply. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a it's it's really fascinating to me from a business standpoint uh, because. To just give this woman five grand is is such a monumental blunder, of epic proportions. I don't think people realize from a from a industry standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a PR standpoint, and from five a grand is what I'd standpoint. expect to get. That's what, what yeah. I'd get to, expect to get from them. You know, yeah. if, if we if we said something and then we went to court, and that's the kind of payout I would expect to get. But somebody who was they knew that she was offered this thing with Apple and she turned it down, which would have made her, I mean, literally millions. Five grand is, it's nothing. Nothing. But this is my, this is my problem. Hold on. So she, she had an opportunity to work with Apple for a certain amount of money. Yeah. And she had an opportunity to work with Lucasfilm for a certain amount of money. And she chose Lucasfilm. Right. Yeah. They've pulled some projects. So she's therefore now out of a job and lost money. Yeah. Well, how's that? How's that Lucasfilm's problem? Well, she had the decision, and she chose she she chose poorly. <laughs> she did chose poorly, but there is a standing way of doing things, as I understand it. Okay, I'm not 
I'm not in the industry specifically, but because of the way the industry, you know, show shows come up and they go down all the time. You look at uh, Superman Lives. Uh, yeah, you remember you, that one with Nick Cage, right? Although yeah. Kevin Smith's treatment didn't get used or turned up, he still got paid like a million bucks to do it. It was a, it was a very large amount of money. That's why when you look at the the money that went into Superman Returns and that finally came out in two thousand six, all that the budget is insane. Why is the budget insane? Because it it was pulling in all that money from Superman Lives, all the failed projects. That that's where it had to recoup all the money, right? And you pay these people because there's an understanding in Hollywood that, you know, things come and they go and people, you know, producers make changes. You have to continue paying these writers and these, these showrunners to come in because you may want to use them next time. And it's just, it's just the cost of doing business. And what I'm saying is, is that Lucasfilm is apparently writing checks. They can't cash. They Mm -hmm. don't have the money to do the business that is normally done in Hollywood. And it's, it's it's not that you know you chose and it didn't work out that happens that happens every single day in hollywood but these these showrunners these writers they get paid a commensurate amount and that is i don't know if it's a standard i don't know if it's sag i don't know if it's you know writers guild and all that kind of stuff or or if it's just this is the way business is done in hollywood and everybody understands that but the point is is that lucasfilm did not pay her that you would pay somebody even if you didn't use her work. Hmm. Right, so she's basically done the work and they've not used it, but they're not paying her for the work that so she's turned in. Anyway, okay, fair enough. That, when yeah, you think if you're a writer, they still have to sit and write, and that may take months and of work and so I know, I know somebody I who writes for the BBC. Oh, I was going to say, I know somebody who writes for the BBC. Yeah, you know, so I mean, yeah, I mean, the way I see it is, is what Yoda's saying is, is, you know, you wouldn't just go to Disney and go, I want to make a Star Wars film. It would be kind of, right, what? And then it's kind of, right, I've written this, you know, um, theme, script, whatever it might be, so that they've got then something to work with. So, yeah, I'm assuming she'd have, she'd have had, have done some work to it before Disney had sort of signed off to sort of say yes, you know, even if it's making a show reel about it. So... Do you know what could be could be happening here? Then, if, if Lucasfilm are losing too much money and they can't sustain themselves anymore, Kennedy's out on her ass. George Lucas buys back Lucasfilm for half the price he sold it for, and we get proper Star Wars back. Well, I I don't know that, that Lucas has any interest in doing that. I mean, quite <laughs> yeah. frankly, what you know, I don't see him doing like he, he i've heard for decades you know now i'm going to make my little independent films i haven't seen an independent film come out from him in a while i think he's no, more no. he's in his 70s well into his 70s he's probably pushing 80 i he probably doesn't like what do i need to do all that for i don't blame him he's he made his mark on you know he already blemished himself enough with the prequels why yeah. why risk it again that's what I was kind of thinking, that people say, oh, he should come back and save Star Wars. And I, I keep thinking, he still made the prequels. And, you know, I mean, okay, they are, they're, they're entertainment, but they're not they're not good. You know, it's not like, you know, uh, I mean, okay, they made the Disney sequels look like Ben-Hur, but, I mean, you know, like I say, you know, it's not... I like I, say, I don't see him as coming back as just the sort of saviour of it. You just need to give it to somebody who loves and respects 
the thing, you've got what you've got to do is, is like you said with Kathleen Kennedy, get rid of her. All she wanted to do was feminize Star Wars and look at the mess we're in. And so get rid yeah. of her. Get rid of her. Yeah. So that's yeah. What I you mean, do. Get rid of people with these agendas. Look, yeah. I never thought Star Trek could come back. I never heard of Terry Metalis until Picard season three, but he's done a bang up job. Why? Because he understands Star Trek and he's doing respects everything it. in the service. He respects it. And, and every, mm-hmm. every choice he's making is in service to the story. I'm sure I can nitpick. There's a few things, maybe, but these are minor, minor gripes in, in a larger story that feels like freaking Star Trek, or at least feels like a natural evolution of Star Trek, not this discovery nonsense or strange new worlds or all the other stuff that's come out that's been garbage um, in the first two seasons of Picard. So that. I'm sure there's a person out there that understands. I mean, Favreau, I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, I'm not that impressed with season three, but I just don't know how involved he is. Filoni, I think, just still does a good job with Bad mm-hmm. Match. I don't know how involved he is with Mandalorian at the moment. Yeah. It, it's, it, I get, do you know what? It's weird. We will come on. I mean, shall we move on to Mando? But, I mean, with it, it's one of those things that, again, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm watching Mando, and I'm thinking, this isn't. This isn't season one and two in any way, any way, shape and form. You know, it's not season one and two. And I, I can't quite understand what they've, what's been going on. Let's move on to that. We've got some, we've got some comments there. Should we go through the comments? We'll go through them later. Well, let's go to comments. Why we still remember what we were talking about. <laughs> Stimulus checks have um, screwed by tax filings. Uh, contradictory information. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's for, yeah, that's. I'm sorry for you, Setlink, Setlink three, uh, but Setlink, 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 Setlink. That sounds dodgy. <laughs> what were you doing down there? Oh, I was just doing some Setlicking. Um, <laughs> um, no, not that one. I'm I'm reading them as I go. The change of. Uh, uh, read them out loud. We got audio listeners, you know. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just out of reading them out loud, Phil. Out loud. Um, the change of breaking the contract is a ruse. Therefore, discovery is um, is not in play. Disney keeps internal affairs very quiet. They usually do, but some people have been have been sort of quite vocal about it lately. Maybe that's the whole point: is it they can show people exactly what Disney are actually like. Kathleen uh, will be given a Viking funeral. Prepare to honour her. Yeah. Never. Never. I mean, even if I was asked to pee on the Viking ship, no. Um, but she will be given a Viking. She will be given a Viking's funeral, though, because they won't will not admit their failure or her failure over the last the, ten years. The problem hey, uh, is, is that her failure is so complete and utter. There is literally going to be a handful of people who are going to go, "Oh yeah, Kathleen Kennedy, she was great." Where everybody else on the planet is just going to be absolutely you know up in arms of, of joy just sort of knowing that she's finally gone uh hey, Matt, get rid can of you her. turn down your can you turn down your mic just a little bit we can hear what a lot background. of background noise yeah oh, background I've got noise. my yeah my kids are in there playing fifa how's that give me a good smack matt <laughs> uh they won't get rid of her her background protects her like a royal cloak um, that's how Hollywood operates. I, I don't know. I, I do. I think that Disney and Lucasfilm realize the mistakes that she's made. And I think they will get rid of her, but she'll just go somewhere else. 
you know, she'll just go on to Apple or or Amazon or you know, she's probably looking at you know ruining. <laughs> I don't know. Of power I don't know more. about that. I really don't. Fuck because... you, know, you can't ruin that anymore. <laughs> well, I oh, you I, have little I, faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It can always be ruined more. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to. That that's why I wanted to talk about Victoria Alonso because that was a that was a shocker throughout the industry. Uh, mm. No, not that one. Which one? Hang on. We Hold got, on. Just oh, before sorry, you do, just go, before we, we just before we leave Star Wars, I, I read a rumor today that they're looking at doing a live action scene of Ahsoka fighting Darth Vader, Vader. in the show, which is to, from the Bad Batch, isn't it? Uh, Rebels, I think. It Rebels. Was, no, Rebels, Rebels, sorry, yeah, Rebels. Rebels. I apologise, yeah. Rebels, yeah, it was Rebels. Again, sorry. and I saw that and I thought to myself, right, so they've done something and then they're just going to regurgitate it so for people who didn't watch Rebels. Well, that's typical Disney, you know, live-action remakes of all their stuff. They're now doing it with uh, live-action remakes oh, yeah. of Star Wars, no? Lion King and everything else. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. Now we're not doing something from 40 years ago. We're doing something from five years ago because we're just <laughs> running out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Have I seen this before? I'm not sure. It was literally five years ago. That is five, five years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, it's just... It, oh. Creative bankruptcy in Disney is is unbelievable. Right, so okay, um, Yoda, talk to us about Victoria Alonso. She's great, isn't she? She's uh, I'm going to miss her. I'm really going to miss her. So she she was fired. Like they they're talking about that it was a contract breach. That is that is hilarious. Smoke and mirrors. That's just like find something in the contract we can get rid of this failure, right? <laughs> yeah. And she was doing some other. She was she was helping produce some other movie that was outside of um, Disney, mm. and you're not supposed to do that. So they use. This is probably something that happens all the fucking time, and nobody gives a shit if you're a big success. But uh, yeah. when you're a complete and utter failure, like Alonzo is with the Marvel MCU, um, I, you know they they used it to get rid of her. She is. She was on stage. They showed her on stage talking about how she's never going to stop fighting for your rights. I was like, by what? Making shitty superhero movies? That's how you fight for women's rights? <laughs> that's how it works now? That's, Just make that's the one thing that women movie. have been begging for all this oh. time. Forget the vote. Forget driving and all that kind of stuff. They have been looking for an active superhero movie. <laughs> narcissistic self-importance doesn't even begin to cover this bitch's insane nonsense you're not you're not passing laws you're not changing anything you're making crap entertainment and pretending that it's the, you know the bible handed down to moses the stone tablets fuck you you know you deserve all the shit canning you got and she was she was not she was apparently she came from the special effects division and and digital cgi so i think mm -hmm. she was pushing out all this nonsense and then on top of it i guess she treated everybody internally like garbage everybody yeah. hated her they were scared to death of her and she worked the special effects people to death and how many times have we kind of noticed how bad and how dodgy the cgi is and these shows and these movies in phase four awful so i mean like 
I guess this is this is one of those weird dominoes that is lining up because this this she I had never heard of her until this came out. But what I'm reading is is that this was a shockwave through the industry that a person like her who was so well protected and so had um I know, read that. I do have contacts. Sutlick says two are currently working for Disney, but I will not disclose anything under an NDA. I will only confirm what is said. What what I'm saying on Victoria Probably. Alonso? Okay. It's kind of one of those it's kind of one of those shotgun shatterings of things where you are hitting yeah. some points well on the head. Well, I mean, but we can't confirm what got, I've been in I've been in you know, the corporate world long enough, even though I'm mostly in IT and that kind of stuff. It's not like I've been in leadership and management positions. If if you want to get rid of somebody and you can find a way to do it through a an easy legal means to cover your ass, you're going to do it. If if you're going to be firing somebody for performance when they have a contract, it's like a thousand times difficult. And then when you're talking in the entertainment industry, it's like, well, what is performance? Like you made the movie and everybody greenlit it. You know, you didn't just do it in a vacuum. Everybody greenlit it. Everybody signed off on it up through Iger. And then the movie doesn't perform. Well, okay. How do you prove that that was incompetence or just audience vagaries? You know, there's, <laughs> you know, like, why, why, why didn't the thing make piles of money in 1982 when it's a bona fide classic, right? You never know about these things. So, but if she was doing something that is clearly delineated in the contract to not do, well, that makes it easy. And then you go, okay, well, I just want to get rid of them because she's terrible and she's got everybody frightened and everything she does is, is garbage. And all she puts out is stuff that is just, you know, the message and nobody mm-hmm. wants to say it. And we got this easy loophole here. We'll use the loophole. We'll get rid of the bitch. And that's what I think happened. Hmm. Shame, because it sounds like she was great. I mean, it, it's weird because that article came up about I hope how over <laughs> how it, no no no. I was going to say that article came out about how overworked some of the um, CGI artists were and everything else, and maybe there's some truth in that. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know yeah. she's the one getting all the glory where all the footmen are doing the work. You know, and I, I keep imagining a big. CGI factory right next to the Nike shoe factory in Vietnam or something, you know, yes. just a bunch of kids chained to the keyboards like, <laughs> I finished Iron Man's leg, sir. It's not, it's not blue, it's green. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take him out back and shoot him. <laughs> Bring in another child. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we should Say, not I don't really, have enough I, RAM. Can I have uh, more? More? <laughs> we, we shouldn't laugh, really, because that is probably what happens. Um, <laughs> but is it, isn't it lovely to watch, though? Yeah. That it's fine. Isn't it? After all fine. these years of having them... Yeah, after all these years of watching these people destroy everything that we've loved and grown up with. Mm-hmm. Destroy it, and then you actually find that that... <laughs> The, you know, what's the saying? Give someone enough rope, they eventually hang themselves. And we're finding that now with Kennedy and this Alonzo well, woman. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we're like, I I didn't have much great to say about Shazam, except that it was not woke. There was no message in it. There's like one moment where one of the kids was like, well, he came out, he says, I'm gay. And everybody went, yeah, we know. 
it doesn't matter. And then they just moved on. That was as close as it got <laughs> to anything woke. Like everybody went, yeah, we know what, why, why is it? What are you talking about this for? And he moved on. And he was like, oh, okay. Nobody cared. Yeah, dude, was great. When we went camp, when we went camping, you spooned me. Yeah. All right. It's, I know. Yeah, right? we got it. <laughs> oh, that's a liberal's, that's a liberal's wet dream though, isn't it? Like a, a full grown muscular man with the intellect of a child. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the, the rest of the movie was just. Are we talking about Disney executives again? <laughs> but you look at Picard, you look at Top Gun. You know, there's more and more of this I've noticed that is kind of eking its way out and becoming popular again because they're making these changes in Hollywood. You know, Zaslav. I, I don't know what Iger's going to do, but the fact that this woman got shit canned is interesting. We'll see, but. The the woke seem to be dying in Hollywood or getting removed in favor of other people that could do things successful. It's not, you know, one day they flip the switch and you could point out that was the day that this all stopped, you know? Yeah. It's it's a very gradual that, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. In five years we may look back on this period of time and say that's that twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three is when they turned the corner. If if we were going to point a finger and say that that was the movie that ended it all, I'll bet it was um, from the creators of South Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I say, unfortunately, yes, yeah, she's gone. So she's obviously going to now go and um, fight for women's rights somewhere else. I wonder where. Um, she, she she sent in her CV to us, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Declined. I know she's... I don't know if she's that desperate, but... <laughs> um, to be fair, I mean, with all the racism and everything else, she's a bit overqualified, so... Uh, <laughs> um, right, okay, let's let's move on to some... Well, let's no, let's carry on with a bit more of the... Of the, of the uh, what's the word? Not sad news, but... <sighs> Jimo Huso. Hon, Honsu. Honsu? <laughs> Jaiman Honsu. Jaiman Honsu. Sorry, I've only ever seen it written down. I've never heard him say it. Diamond, yeah, I know. It took, Diamond I heard Honsu it is, yeah, he's not rich enough. Well, not, not rich enough. He's not making any money. Um, with all the movies that he's been in, he's been in, I mean, literally sort of like billion-dollar franchises movies and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, only amazingly as a, as a sort of um, secondary character. But apparently his net worth is about $12 million, but he's been complaining yeah. that he's not got enough. Matt, he's not you, earning you, a buck. Yeah. What, you you um, take us through the story on that, mate. It's just another out-of-touch Hollywood celebrity who's clearly forgotten where he's come from and the journey it took to get into these places. And uh, he's because he's obviously black, he's oppressed, he doesn't get the recognition he deserves, he can't make a buck, he's got a net worth of $12 million, like we've said. He's been in both Shazam films. I think he was in Aquaman. Guardians of the Galaxy. In Guardians of the Galaxy, Gladiator. Um, he's, he's Oscar nominated um, as well. Isn't he Oscar nominated or Oscar winner? Because he was in Amistad, wasn't he? I think he was twice Oscar nominated. Um, um, but of course, he didn't win because he's black. And it's not just him that feels like this. Viola Davis as well, she feels like this. You know, she can't earn a living, even though I'm pretty sure she's just about to become, you know, the, the new DC's starring role as, Viola, as um, Amanda Waller in her own series. 
Um, yeah. She obviously got an Oscar nominated for Woman King or whatever it was. So, yeah, it's just she's worth about 39 million as well. So, again, it's just bullshit. It's the fact that this geezer has got a good agent to a degree that he's in all these blockbuster films and some of these billion dollar franchises, but he clearly doesn't have the acting chops to carry a movie more than just a bit part player. But apparently, it's everyone else's fault. How do you not survive on 12 million? Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to take a... Because I like to be a contrarian. <laughs> I'm going to take, slight... take a slightly different stance on here. It's it's His big mistake was talking about this shit in public. <laughs> yeah. um, because there's no way anybody at you know our level is going to relate to it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Okay, you make twelve million. I mean, I can hear you. both of, both of you guys are basically the same. It's like you got twelve million dollars. What the fuck are you bitching about? And I get it. I I agree with that. You you know, keep it keep it behind the scenes. But I don't care what level you are. I don't care where what you're doing, wherever you're at. You're always if you feel like you're not being paid commiserate with other people in, in at your level and in your standing, you're going to be kind of pissed off about that. And it's not about the money. It's about the the respect and the you know whether or not you think you're doing a good job or other people think you're doing a good job is some of that on him probably is some of that hollywood being racist well i gotta tell you hollywood is a bunch of leftist uh woke loons so yes they are racist and and they've been that way forever not they're just not the kind they're not the the quote-unquote you know fairy tale nonsense comic book cartoon characters that they think are running around in a bunch of white hoods burning crosses but they've been horribly racist forever they've just got guilty consciences about it they've always been that way and i'm not i i'm done feeling sorry for people in hollywood getting hoisted up by the by the racist thing because they they're racist against everybody in one way or another, even against white people, if they don't tell the white the right line. So yeah, they they they're very. Uh, an example of their racism is you know is defending uh, black people who commit crimes. It's like well they, they just can't help themselves; it's not their fault. <laughs> like they're just not capable of behaving like us us pointy twenty white people. It's really gross, right? So don't tell me that they aren't now. Hatsu needs to just keep his mouth shut, and figure out a way to deal with it either in, in courts or whatever, and he should be saying, "I'm very lucky. I make a lot of money. I make a lot of money." compared to, to most people and I'm, I'm very aware of that but there's something going on here because I if if you could point at evidence where other people are making much more money doing yeah. the exact same thing he's he's an Oscar nominated I don't know if he won but an Oscar nominated no, actor I, they should it's be still, it's still quite an achievement to get Oscar nominated you know right you still got you got you got to know your craft to get there exactly and and <laughs> Look, I, I think it's probably a lot more complicated, and I don't feel sorry for him. I really don't. But hey, if if he puts a if if he actually puts a, you know don't bitch in a in TMZ or Variety. I don't want to yeah. hear about it there. Put your money where your mouth is. Get some lawyers and stick it to these Hollywood executives. I'll be happy with that. Go for it. You know, but don't bitch online and think that me making you know. 
way less than you, I'm going to have any sympathy for you. Mm. Also, no one forces you to take these roles. He's taking these roles voluntarily. So if he really wants to be taken seriously as an actor and and maybe get that Oscar or get some more, do something brave. Do something like Brendan Fraser's just done with The Wow. Take on a role that people wouldn't expect you to take on and act your ass off and see what you get out of the role. A white man. Yeah. <laughs> but I want you to play Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Django Unchained. Can you do that? <laughs> uh, that's it's yeah. a stretch. It is, like I say. We, it, it's a clown. Not that much of a stretch if you know your history. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, yeah. That's Viola Davis. I- um <laughs> I'm just saying I see it in two different ways, right? I see it both ways. One, keep your mouth shut. You may, you're worth $12 million. You're not going to get any sympathy from from the public. Yeah. But two, if there isn't a, you know, you're an Oscar-nominated, if, if a two-time Oscar-nominated actor on average is worth $50 million and he can't seem to get the parts for some reason and there's no real good reason why, then yes, go ahead. But get a lawyer and stick it to him. You can work twelve million. I know you can afford a good lawyer. But this is <laughs> yeah. the point, though. Yeah. It's not like he's not getting the pass. The geezer's in pretty much every film going at the moment. All right, they're not yeah. major roles, but it's not like he, he's out of work. He's constantly working. I mean, he, right. I, would just, if he, he, movies, I would just be other chuffed guys, to be stood on set, let alone be in any of these movies. I'd just be happy to be yeah. stood on set making tea for everyone. <laughs> well. Yeah, because we're on the outside. Once that becomes your actual job, you work part-time in a Home Depot, and at some point you're going to be like, why is this guy making more than me when I sell more, right? I mean, that's just the human nature. Let's let's face it. That's just the way it is. And, you know, it just changes in degrees depending on what you're in. So if he's getting all these parts and he's working as much as he is, and if you could compare him to somebody else that's making that's doing about the same amount of work, if that guy's getting paid way more, then maybe he's got a point. I really don't know. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's full of shit. I don't know that either. I'm just saying I don't like it's easy when you're on the outside and you're not worth anywhere near that to get really irritated at people that make so much money and complain. I I Believe me, I do it all the time. But <laughs> I also know that in in everybody does that in whatever line of work they're in. Everybody. I think he's really good at getting coffee for men. Selig's <laughs> comment above that is more relevant because he's talking about quality and merit. Quality and merit, for the most part, we important in Now it's diversity and inclusion, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's again, a classic example of that is is She-Hulk was written by, was it Jessica Chow, was she called? Who'd never written a courtroom drama in her life, but she was taking on a She-Hulk attorney at law. And it was kind of, why was she hired? Because she's Asian and because she's a woman. That's that's yeah. the, that's the reasons. There was no other reason for that. Like you say, it was literally diversity and inclusion. That's the only reason she, she never, got the job. She didn't know anything about the law. I could not tell from those courtroom scenes. It's weird. <laughs> I don't think she knew anything about superheroes either. Again, I, I mean, it, he he makes a good point there. He says diversity and merit are no longer important in Hollywood. So then, Jaiman Hansu, if he's getting the if he's getting the parts. At, by the way, I think Jaiman Hansu is a perfectly fine actor. I liked him oh, yeah. in just about everything I've seen him in. Yeah. So the question is then, 
you've done all these things for for diversity reasons and checkbox reasons, which means you have devalued people who get those parts. And when you are a good actor and you can do these parts well and you do have the merit, you are getting unfairly screwed over by all the people that are not good actors. And if that's his if that's his his big gripe, then I'm on board with that. It's weird how the whole being inclusive and diverse is actually having the opposite effect on one of these. It's the same when Peter Dinklage kicked off about, you know, how some actors only play dwarves in Snow White, the Seven Dwarfs and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, Peter, this is fine for you because you get major Hollywood roles in Game of Thrones and stuff like this. We only work, you know, for like two months a year at Christmas in pantomimes playing dwarves, (laughs) you know? It, like I say, it's, it's absolutely it's, it's fine for you, you know. Um, but to have a go at us is crazy. Okie doke. Right, so hang on, let's get rid of that comment. Uh, get rid of that one. And then we're going to move on to, let's get on to something a bit more cheerful, shall we? Jackie Chan's back. I like Jackie Chan. I grew up on Jackie Chan, his early stuff. He easily makes some of the best quality action entertainment that you possibly can with some of the best fight scenes ever made. Over the years, he has obviously got older. He has stopped doing silly things like risking his lives. There's a stunt in um, Project A where he falls uh, literally about 100 feet through canvas um, overhangs. And he nearly broke his neck because he did it three times to make sure they got the shot right and stuff. I mean, the man is a genuine legend. But he's back in Ride On where it looks like he teaches a horse to become a stunt person. And the trailer looked pretty good. Matt, where's ours? Sorry, boys, my cup of tea. Yeah, where's ours? All right, you can pour it in the little, you know, in the microphone. It'll come out. In the post. (laughs) Pour it in the microphone. Not because we don't want to hear you anymore. (laughs) Yoda, shut up. (laughs) Um, but no, seeing Jackie Chan back in, in like I say, the article's on the website, but um, yeah, the new movie, I, I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. Thoughts? I've got a confession. Right, okay. <laughs> Go on. I've never watched a Jackie Chan movie. Never. And I couldn't give Not a even shit. Cannonball Run? No. Uh, was he in Cannonball Run? <laughs> Yes, he was. Well, the he original, was the Japanese. The original, yeah. He was the Japanese <laughs> driver. And, I mean, very uh, stereotypically know, cast yeah. as well. Let me take you back then. I've seen one Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> I, I, I love the bar fight scene in there where, because he has his technician in the backseat of the car doing all the computer bullshit. He's driving. Oh, yeah, yeah. I they, end up at the, they end up at the bar where everybody has the, the requisite fight the biker scene. And Jackie's doing all the, the fighting, and the guy is – in a fighting stance, but he's always just shifting behind Jackie and never actually fighting anybody. <laughs> that's the stance I would take if I got yeah. a fight and Jackie Chan was around. No, I'll tell you what, you look good. <laughs> Over his shoulder going, yeah, yeah, come on then. You know? um, oh, mate, you've, there were some absolutely classic Jackie Chan ones. Project A, Wheels on Meals. Um, honestly, they're, they're great action comedy. They're really funny, and the fight uh-huh. scenes are... You, oh, man, I love I love Rumble in the Bronx. 
or really rumble in somewhere in Hong Kong, but you know, yeah, <laughs> his films are they're quality entertainment, quality entertainment. Really? There are really good jokes and stuff in them, and just honestly, you got to watch him for the fight scenes. The fight scene in I think it's gorgeous with him and Brad Anderson. It's it's like nothing you'll ever see. He's, you know, he's, the he's more the like fighting. Buster Keaton or Harold yeah. Lloyd, yeah. who knows martial arts, than he is like uh, Bruce Lee or something. You know, he, he just, none of his stuff is overly and... serious, and that's what makes it really yeah unique. Yeah, you see, funny. I've never, I've never really been a fan of Bruce Lee stuff. I've always felt it's far too serious. Whereas with Jackie, there's that little edge and there's that little comic bits. And there's one where he's he's wearing a couple of clogs and he gets into a fight and everything else. And then he kind of, he kicks one off, but kicks his own foot. And so he sort of like hops and jumps around. And it's like I say, that's, I think that was Who Am I? But, oh, seriously, it, they are definitely really? worth checking out. Oh, yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't it's know. not my thing. Stunt stunt choreography there there's things i watch in there it's like i don't know how he does that he just takes no. things in the room and he'll just it's like i think, I think I he's in who am it. i he does it with a stepladder and he's like opening yeah. the stepladder and shutting it and then jumping through the the eyes oh, oh man he's he's an absolute it's a masterclass <laughs> um, <laughs> he genuinely genuine is it. it's kind of it's kind of like watching fred astaire doing the dance routines but it's in fighting you know that he choreographs the fights so unbelievably well they yeah, are you just know, you're not selling it you're not selling it to me mate oh god yeah uh, you, you know give it a try i i think you'd like it. did you see shanghai noon no no the one with you, you that, that seen, was the... or, or, or the what's the one with chris tucker um Rock Definitely not. Uh, well, no, fair enough. Chris Tucker's in it. I can't stand Chris Tucker either. I just don't um, like martial art films. I think the Matrix well, is as close either. as I'll ever get to watching a martial arts film. Oh, look, we have got somebody trans on the um, on the stream. That's nice. <laughs> Matt's obviously a woman. Uh, <laughs> what is a woman? <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not. Somebody who doesn't watch Jackie Chan arts. films. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of martial arts films either. They're okay. I can take them or leave them, but they're just, you know, they're okay. But Jackie Chan films are something different. And I don't know how to explain them other than they're most, they're, they've got a lot of comedy in them and you're not supposed to take them overly serious. And the amount of effort that he puts into doing the stunts as much as the fighting is you usually get the outtakes at the end where you see him breaking his legs and shoulder and collarbone and bleeding and, and all kinds of stuff. Now, yeah, uh, what's that? You would like, you would like, um, Operation Condor, I think it is, which is the second one to operation. There's a fight scene at the end of that where he fights three black women. And with it, he does it. No, no, no. But he does Say it, no that, more. <laughs> he does it in a way that where he's kind of like um, very sort of like, oh, I shouldn't hit a woman, but they are like really properly kicking ass. And at one point, he punches he punches one of them in the boobs, and she's like, <laughs> just carries on fighting and stuff. And uh, I'll dig up some I'll dig up some clips and put them on the. Um, oh man, you can't watch Jackie Chan. He's awesome. I can't wait for this new ride on anyway. Right. Okay. Let's move on to then. Uh, yeah obviously yeah in fact um, his worst film was that karate kid remake where he was too overly oh, serious it's yeah. just like oh uh, well, that with one of uh will smith's kids yeah. Oh, yeah also the problem with that hang on we're going back on here the that's the other thing with that is 
Remember in the original Karate Kid, right, the crane kick, okay? If you saw a pole yeah. on a beach, right, you stood yeah. on that pole and you did that and you tried to do that thing, right? In the remake with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith, I think it was, the the finishing move, the crane move, was a backward somersault. And it's like, Brilliant. who the hell can do that? <laughs> I can stand on a pole on one leg. Yeah, that's that's a piece of I can't do a backward somersault. How many kids well, got the their neck? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was just kind of like the finishing move. The crane kick was what he taught him to, you know, beat Johnny in the end of the, yeah, you know, I mean, the original yeah, movie. The new one was just a back. In the new back. one, the, the actual finishing move wasn't a crane kick. It was a backward somersault and a kick to the chin on the way up. It was ridiculous. I oh, know. It was... Oh. It was. It was not a good you film. You can't beat perfection. My brother tried. Yeah, the, the the remake was Jaden Smith uh, cut off his penis and became a girl. It's weird. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. Renfield is the new take on Dracula. No, we've had. We've had Renfield. Oh no, that's not my spelling this time. Oh, thank you. Yes, Yoda's doing that. Then. Is it? Is it Field? I don't know. Yeah, it's Field. It's I'm sure it's Field. Other than um, but it's the it's another take because we have I counted them we have had four hundred ninety six thousand four hundred twenty two versions of Dracula in film format, and this is the next one. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. with it, it's it's a take on now. Renfield is the Renfeld is <laughs> he's trying to change it over. I can't change and, it over. I gotta turn it off. Hang on, right, are you doing it? Right, yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. There we go, there we go, there we go. Um no, we gotta worry about things like spelling. <laughs> Apparently. Um <laughs> first. I am people yeah. We're a professional organization here, goddammit. <laughs> um the um but yeah, it's a take on Renfield, who was the guy who kind of was his slave, um and and uh he he was in an asylum and kept sort of saying, oh, I work for Dracula and everything else. But this has got Nicholas Holt playing Renfeld, who has got a bit fed up with serving the Dark Lord, and so he wants to kind of rebel against him and destroy him. Um, but it's got Nick Cage playing Dracula, which when we all first heard it went, ooh, <laughs> Nick Cage playing Dracula. That's interesting. But they also cast Aquafina, which is a bit of a, um, bit of a warning uh, thing. What did you guys yeah. make of the trailer? Total shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Just, it's like... like um, the boys. They're trying to out-boys the boys. That's how I felt about it. I didn't see it that way. I thought it was... Do you remember why I said that, that the only thing these writers know is therapy sessions because they've never been out in the world? <laughs> yeah. And, and what do we see? We see Renfield in a group therapy session. I'm like, okay. Yeah, there we go. Whatever, and obviously they're living out their fantasy that Dracula turns up and murders everybody in the room, <laughs> and obviously that's what during their therapy that, sessions they are going. Any moment I could just snap, <laughs> just rip out yeah, all their throats. Like, yeah, I, I got Yeah, I'm kind of torn because it looks like Nick Cage is really going full Nick Cage and really enjoying the shit out of himself. So yeah, that kind of part is is appealing, but the movie itself looks. I don't know. Again, I don't it's, hate Aquafina as much as everybody else seems to. I don't think she's that awful, but everybody else seems she? to. Why well, so would I know her? She was in she's the Asian, second... Um, she was in the uh, 
the Ten Rings, the ring, uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, that's she's right. She's the yeah. one that fired the bow in Shang-Chi. Never yeah, actually. I don't know. I mean, she's, you know. I, I, why do you I work on the movie? Later, why, I guess. Why, I just, why are you here, Matt? All right. You don't watch Ten Rings of Shang-Chi. You don't watch Jackie Chan. <laughs> Well, then it's not, they're not really, a, it's not a high standard, Phil. I don't know. Well, you think, a bit, you've got to keep up to date with modern movies and stuff, is what I'm saying. You know, I mean, Marvel I'll watch them just for the sake music. of the website. The other Marvel day, I sat down and watched. The other day, I sat down and watched Barbarella, and I did it for the good of the site. Fucking uh-huh. <laughs> She I wants to murder want... you. <laughs> I'll um, watch the new one. Barbarella. The new. Yeah, we've uh, Sydney Sweeney signed up, hasn't she? Oh, I see. I oh, see, I you see. will watch the new one. Okay. Oh, I will watch that. Yeah. I've got to say, Bridget Fonda was un- smokingly hot back in the day. My goodness me. Mm. Gosh, she was, Jane she was Fonda. something else. Jane Fonda, Jane sorry. Fonda. What did I say, Bridget? Oh, it's you close. said Bridget. I was only one generation out. It's not bad. Anyway, so back <laughs> yeah. to Renfield. Back to Renfield. Somebody said on the on the comments on the site, lastmovieoutpost.com, uh, that the stylized violence thing is getting a bit tiresome now. Yeah. I haven't seen Nicholas Holt since uh, Mad Max. Has he been in other... I'm, I mean, sure he has. The menu. But I just... He was in the menu. He was in the menu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen great. that yet. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't menu is brilliant. Oh, yeah, you should oh, check that see, out. Yeah, again, yeah, no, bloody hell. Right, here we go. Right, list of things that people should be watching. Right. And again, you've got to keep up to date with modern movies as they're coming out. I Goodness saw me. Triangle of Sadness. Jesus Christ, what do you want? The menu is very, very good. Very, 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 very good. Mm. Um, I, I do want to see it. I have it. I have it ready to go. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, it's um, good. But yeah, this new, like I say, this new Renfield, again, it's kind of one of those things when it's on streaming, I'll give it a watch if nobody else has reviewed it. But I mean, I'm just not. Does, doesn't it feel like it's 10 years out of date? Like, yeah. it reminds me that, like, Jack the Giant Hunter or something with. Yeah. Yeah, with Ewan McGregor and, and yeah. or Warm Bodies or some of those kinds of, you know, it just feels mm. like it's really out of date. Yeah, I don't know. It's a shame, isn't it? Um, sp- speaking of out of date, in a brilliant segue, Garth, played by Dana Carvey, has said that he'd be up for another Wayne's World, Wayne's World 3. And again, it's just kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, because he, he was in that thing the other day. Um, oh, oh, you know... Um, yeah, he's got bills to pay, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, my I mean, Wayne, kind of Wayne's World was a one-off. They should never have done the sequel. Wayne's World was a one-off, but... Oh, well, the sequel's there? actually okay. Yeah, you don't mind was, that. No, I was going to say, the second one's it's, it's all right. Like I say, it's, it's a decent continuation. But to do one, like, 30 years later... Is no. I, I, I said on the I said on the comments. It says, "Okay, we got two guys in their seventies redoing roles they played in their thirties, roles that portrayed them as late teens, early twenties. Uh, stop! Just stop! It's not Greece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah just... You know the whole that fact of them living at home under mum's basement and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that made sense. You know that they were younger guys and whatnot. But like I say, as sixty-year-olds, it's just no. 
So, just, oh. is it just something that he's? If some did someone in the interview say, "Would you be up for Wayne's World Three? or is this something that's actually being made or discussed? Yeah, I think it's just a one-off. I don't think there's anything in the the, the way I read the article that I got it from is quite horrible, really, because apparently it was Adam Sandler was getting an award for comedy, uh, weirdly, um, and he was there because he was part of the Saturday Night Alumni. You know, they were all kind of in that same same group going through Saturday Night Live. Um, but it's just kind of whenever Dana Carvey turns up, all the, all the only question that people can kind of ask him is, you know, what are you working on now? How's your new stand-up or anything else? Are you going to come back to Wayne's World? <laughs> you know, that film you made 30 years yeah. ago that was quite good. That well, That's all we remember you from, obviously. Um, it's it's funny. He was probably the... At that time, he was probably the biggest star in SNL. And that was saying right. something because there was a lot of guys that were really big at that time. Yeah, Phil Hartman and Mike Myers and Sandler. But I think Carvey was like the the standout, you know. But after SNL, he just never could seem to to, to make it work, yeah. at least in movies or anything. And I've seen his stand-up live many years ago. He's very funny. And I think that's what he does mostly now is just stand-up. But he's very good at his stand-up. Uh, but as far as creating characters and doing it, it just never seemed to catch fire. You know, at least Mike Myers had Austin Powers. Uh, yeah. Sandler had, you know, Sandler got ridiculously popular for yeah. on the back of basically Happy Gilmore and, and Billy Madison. And what I remember most about Wayne's World is it came out the same time as The Addams Family. And I was at the cinema, I forgot what I was watching, but the trailer came on for the Adams family and it was going da-da-da, and then it panned across to these two guys. Now, being in Britain, I'd never heard of Saturday Night Live and I had no idea who they were. Mm-hmm. And they kind of introduced, you know, sort of like, oh yeah, as if, an always kind of thing. And thinking, oh, you know, not really, not really sure about that. But then seeing the film, and I watched them again, I don't know, in the last year, they're, they're still great and they're still really funny and they're still really good. But, the whole Saturday Night Live thing missed us here in the UK, so we kind of had yeah. no idea who they were. Well, we had Friday Night, Night Live, Night Live. Didn't we? The UK one was Friday Night Live on Channel 4. Oh, really? Yeah, I barely we had that in the 80s. That was in the 80s. I mean, there was nothing like Saturday Night Live, obviously, you know? No, no, nothing. Yeah. nothing Saturday Night Live had a, had a good 25-year run, I would say. 20-year run, maybe. You had... The original cast, which was Belushi, Chevy Chase, yeah. Bill Murray. Oh, now I know Bill about Raymond. it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had Eddie Murphy for a year and a couple guys, which wasn't too bad. And then, then they redid that with Phil Hartman, Mike Myers, Adam Sandler, Dana Carvey, a uh, few others. And then they retooled it again, and that's when they brought in um, Anchorman, uh, Will Ferrell, and, and yeah. a few others there. That Those years were good. And then... Around about late 90s, early 2000s, it just never, it, it's just been going downhill ever since. A lot of people say it was was only the best at the, and when it very first started. I was like, no, that's not true. There were some great years, those first 25 years. Uh, they had some great casts. They had some ups and downs, but there were some great casts all through those years. But I would say since 2000, it's it's never been anywhere close. I Some people like the Tina Fey stuff and everything. I never thought it was that good. And... The last I, I watched it recently because Travis Kelsey, our big football player here in Kansas City, he was hosting it because they won the Super Bowl. And I thought I'll give this a shot. It was 
painfully unfunny. And not because oh, Kelsey really? wasn't doing his best. It was uh, just, it was like one gag that was good. One. And it was, <laughs> it was a gay guy who said, you know, I, I love my, my female straight friends and I love talking about all their stuff, but sometimes it just gets to be too much. That's what I called straight male friend. <laughs> and it's Kelsey. He's just like, Yo, bro, what are you doing? And just play some play some video games, and that's it. He doesn't talk. He doesn't tell him all his problems. At one point, he he acts like he's he acts like he's a little down. He's like, "Are you sure you're okay?" He's like, "Yes." Yeah, my dad died. Uh, and, and then a little later, I'm like, "I'm sorry for being such a pussy about my dad dying." <laughs> that was it. Was the only one that was halfway good that that i kind of smiled at the rest of the the rest of the show that was one sketch out of an hour and a half it was painfully unfunny it's, yeah. it's weird how i again over here in the uk we didn't realize how many movies came out from the saturday night oh. like wayne's world or the blues brothers and uh, mcgruber and a few others that were just kind of sketches on them but then they were obviously so popular they made them into made them into movies what do you think was the best Saturday Night Live movie? Because I'm still with with uh, Blues Brothers, with Wayne's World being a close second. I've, I'm going to say Blues Brothers because for two reasons, and I don't think I've mentioned this before. One, one, I think it is just great. I love the music. I love the comedy. I love just the whole thing about it. It's just, it's just brilliant. I love the cameos of like Steven Spielberg and stuff like that. Really random. Um, but also, uh, it once won me our uh, trip to LA. <laughs> Did it? So you might be biased. <laughs> no. Um, long story short is, <clears throat> I used you got to do... bribed to do this. Thirty years later, yeah. you're still fucking talking about it because the bribery. Well, how long is this contract? <laughs> yes, shell. <laughs> you think I'd be on here if I was shilling? Um... <laughs> No, long, long story short, so I used to do... to LA. No, wait, hang on, right. I, I used to do <laughs> cinema checking to check the adverts before a movie. And so I'd go into the cinema. Go, if they had it, say, in three screens, I'd go into the screens, write down all the adverts that they had, report back what they were. Um, and we were in there one day because, well, our local had 15 screens and we had to check every one of them. So I had a few friends helping out. But they had Wrigley's chewing gum, had this thing where they had this thing called movie Oki where instead of karaoke, you do a scene from a movie and they had the Blues Brothers and um, they filmed it. And there was t there was a guy and a girl who were kind of like introducing it and stuff. And the girl was being Carrie Fisher and I was being Jake. And I can't even remember the line now, but it's the bit where she tries to shoot them just before they, just before the line where they go, um, it's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. It's just before that. Get she it. comes up with an AK-47 and yeah. he goes, I'm sorry, baby. It wasn't my fault. My student didn't come back for the cleaning. And he goes through this little scene. And I did it with him. I, and I did it with this girl, first of all. And in the end, I was holding her like this. And, and the guy, this guy was going, go on, kiss her. Go on, go on, go kiss her. And I was thinking... No, because if I did, I know that exact moment my wife and all of her friends would come walking past and just sort of like, it's just a scene from a film. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, anyway. Apparently, if you did this, if you did an impression of Jake down the phone, you won a prize. So I thought, right, fine, do it, whatever. Didn't tell anybody about it. A month or so later, I get a phone call. Um, Hi, is that Phil? Yeah. You went in for a competition to 
for Wrigley's, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. She goes, I'm happy to tell you you've won first prize. Oh, right, okay, what was that? We're going to fly you and a friend over to Los Angeles. Uh, we're going to take you out for a meal in a Hollywood um, restaurant. You'll do a VIP tour of Universal Studios, a limo tour of um, Beverly Hills and, and and everywhere, and a walk-on part in a movie, to which I'm sort of just, uh-huh. And at first I was thinking, oh, who would who would wind me up like this? Because it's, it's got to be a joke, and it wasn't. And the only thing that didn't come off was the walk-on part, but yeah, I, they, I did fly out to LA, um, did a VIP tour of Universal, and and, and everything else. Okay, so, so just I'm, to sum I'm, up, just to sum up, you uh, you did a part, uh, a scene from Blues Brothers, that won you a trip, to, a free trip to LA, and that's why you rate Blues Brothers over Wayne's World. It, it sure. takes the edge. It takes the edge. <laughs> no, Shameless. I have, I have genuinely always loved the Bruce Brothers because it is just a great. It is genuinely a great movie, and I've got the soundtrack. It, it and I, I do love it, um, but like <laughs> I say, it just takes that edge. Just takes that edge because, like I say, because I want to. I want a trip to LA. Um, okay, I I always thought Blues Brothers was great because it was the only one of the Saturday Night Live movies that didn't feel like it was trying to expand a sketch, like it actually had. Uh, something like it actually had something to say yeah you didn't feel like you were just doing a sketch whereas even wayne's world feels like just extending the sketch although it does it very very well but then you get into things like coneheads and you know superstar and the the night at the roxbury and a few others and just see i've barely heard of those no i've not heard of any of there's a reason for that Okie doke. So, yeah, Wayne's World 3 might be on the cards because Dana Carvey can't get a proper job. Uh, in a nutshell. Oh, excuse me. Pardon me. Just let out a bit of gas there. Um, coming out next month, and the trailer is now well. online, is Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, which came out a couple of years ago. Um, Yoda, you're not a big gamer, are you? No, well, I used to be. I don't. I don't game as much as I as as I used to. However, I did buy Jedi Fallen Order, and I've played through half of it. I got to the part where you're sliding down a lot of ice stuff, and I can't seem to time my jump. And then finally, I just got to the point where you're hurling. <laughs> Fuck this game! Yeah, yeah. There's and a lot was, of that with that game. And it was a time for a new TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honey, the telly's broken. Um, but Didn't even TikTok Mac. it. <laughs> Matt, you're into uh, you're into gaming. You're looking forward to it as well, aren't you? I do. I, again, because of work commitments, <laughs> and I don't have as much time. I've, I've recently finished. Uh, oh, what's the what's that bloody game with the with the set in the future with the robot animals? Oh, Aloy. Yeah, no, ever ever ever. Oh bloody hell! Anyway, I'll think of it. So um, I've not played um, God of War two yet, but yeah, this Jedi game I'm looking for. I will play. I'll be honest with you. The first one I found it bordered on excellent to the point of being so frustratingly difficult. Like Yo said, you just want to just throw your control away. And you know, it got to the point where you had to swallow my pride on a few of the few of the times to just like move it down a level to like retard level just to be able to complete that 
that fight hey, scene. And then I always said up. it on retard level. I'm crap. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> it's called fuel level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you guys watched um, any of that uh, Viva La Dirt League that I did a thing on? It's that YouTube channel that I mentioned. No, what's this? Uh, Viva La Dirt League. I did a whole con- I did a whole article on it. It's great. Uh, they they do oh, sketch comedy. Uh, yeah, give it a shot. Uh, but they did this. They they do stuff like they call it Epic NPC Man, where like this the main character is an NPC in a ever, Horizon ever Forbidden quest. West. Sorry, Horizon Forbidden West. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that got, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like literally. <laughs> Fucking timing, timing. <laughs> I was so looking at it. I can't remember. Yoda's lost his lost his flow now. Sorry, Yoda. Carry on. Well, I got to reboot. He's like he's got, he's got Tourette's. <laughs> I <laughs> fuck. <laughs> just just call, call of Duty Four. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this random video game shit coming out of his mouth. My my uh, favorite my favorite one on Tourette. Sorry, there was there was a program on over here called um, The Undateables, and it was about people with learning disabilities and stuff trying to date. And there was a girl on there, and every now and then she would just go Thundercats, <laughs> and that's just like that's that's great. I would be so happy to go on a date with a girl who just kept shouting Thundercats. <laughs> Uh, Imagine you're in sex. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's immediately where my, my brain went. Yeah. Anyway, Lionel. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, the the epic NPC man they showed this uh, this character, and like when the people walk around in this, they have this village down there in New Zealand that they do all this filming on. It looks like a like a fairy tale village or something, but it really works as a stand-in for this game, this amalgam of World of Warcraft, EverQuest, all these others. Uh, so this guy's playing and he needs to fight the Dark Lord, whatever. And he can't do it. And he can't do it. And finally, he's like, and the thing comes up and you can see him switch it to easy. And then he goes over and they get to the Dark Lord. Dark Lord's like, I can't see as much as I used to. Where are you? I don't, What? <laughs> Uh-oh, and a guy hits him just once. It's like it's like killing a puppy. It's just the worst. <laughs> and he kills him. <laughs> and then when he goes back to the village, everybody's looking at him like, you <laughs> prick. <laughs> <laughs> the um yeah, coming back to Fallen Order. So Fallen Order, apparently the the Jedi series is gonna be a trilogy of games. So Fallen Order was the first one. This one is then According to the story on the um, trailer, they're looking for a place that they can, the Jedi can hide from the Empire. It's taken place about five years after Order sixty six, um, and let's like say I'm quite looking forward to it. Even because I mean, say I play it on girly mode because uh, I'm just I'm not a hardcore gamer, but it is great fun because weirdly they get the stories really, really right and compelling, and you're invested in the characters, unlike yep. what they do with the movies and the TV series. Yeah, it was the first one I had where the fight mechanics of of lightsaber worked. 
Yeah. Like I played, I was a big gamer back in the 90s, you know, and I did play Jedi Knight and Dark Forces and all that. And all sorts Pong, of stuff. Pong's your games. big one, isn't it, Yoda? You know, you remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, to, I don't, yeah, I probably won't get this <laughs> until I can finish, because I like to finish a game first, and I'm still working yeah. on Pac Man, so I'm fucked. But, uh, <laughs> then I got to do Mrs. Pac Man, and yeah. Yeah, that's Galaga. Oh, God damn. Uh, so, uh, in fact, I, I got right here below the table. I, I put it up here on the table of the, the arcade controls I bought at our local micro center, and I've got the emulator and going back in time playing all the old arcade games, which I just love. But uh, yeah, I like Jedi Fallen Order. I just haven't I haven't finished it yet, and I need to just get back into it. Yeah, it's hard, it is good. Man. And man, so I like to go on YouTube as well because I was just like, I've only I've been here for like an hour trying to. I've find had to do walk. that too. Yeah. Okay, like confession you need to move time. the rock and freeze it, and then while you're freezing it, you got to do like four back spins and jump up it, and then you go, <laughs> oh, and I was just like, what the? F-? I know it's like I'm playing it and trying to get all the comedy. And I just, oh my face! <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get the move, honey? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Could you call an ambulance? But this um, one's I'll only conf- out on um, next gen stuff, isn't it? It's like, like I haven't got a PS5. So it's out on PS5. So I'm still on PS4. Oh, PC yeah, Gamer Master Race, bitch. <laughs> See, both here, uh, PC5 oh, and well, PC Master Race. Um, the, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now, damn it. Something about Horizon Dawn? No. <laughs> just, just shout words at him, you know. <laughs> Thundercats, no. <laughs> um, no. No, 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 I was going to say confession time because I did buy the new Lego Star Wars because I, I thoroughly enjoy them. I think they're A, very funny, and I like the kind of going back to the levels and trying to find the hidden stuff and that kind of thing. Um, but I got the new one, the Star, the, the Skywalker Saga, and i got to say, there are moments in there. I'm in my 40s. I'm not going to say how much by, but I'm in my 40s. There are times when I'm playing this and I'm thinking, how would a child understand this? I cannot figure this stuff out and I'm going on YouTube to look it up. And they they are they are genuinely so unbelievably frustratingly difficult at times. So I'm thinking, how is this fun? And the levels are massive and stuff, and it's well done, and the actual storyline is quite good and stuff. Um, because they you know they make jokes. It's kind of like a little lampoon on the whole the whole movie. But there are sometimes and there was one I was stuck on the Death Star and it said that you've got to like activate something. And I was trying and trying and trying. And I was like you, running around for an hour. I looked on YouTube and it was literally press one button there and one button there. But they don't yeah. explain it. And it's just kind of, oh, God, yeah, oh, yeah. man. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Um, oh, there you, you go. Remember, you remember back in the day when we had to, when they at, at the Walden books, they would sell all the Nintendo walkthroughs for Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff like. it's the same thing. Yeah. It's all the same shit. Yeah, you used to get magazines and stuff like that, and it? it's sort of like, oh, if, That's if you press this combination, you can get extra money and kind of stuff. And so, yeah, with Lego Star Wars, I might carry on with it, but at the same time, there's times I'm just I'm so frustrated by it, and I keep thinking this is ridiculous. A man in his voice. How is a child supposed to cope with this? All right, and one of the so much pressure. Oh, on they it. do. They do better. That's the problem, because yeah. you're forty and I'm fifty, and uh, yeah, we got to get the kids. They're stuck in Minecraft, of a game that I find offensive. Minecraft, yeah, I, not my thing. It's I'm funny, just, isn't it? How actually, I'm about you know, to start um, 
The Last of Us. I'm going to play that again. Now finish the show. See, I've never finished that. I've never That's played great. it. I don't know that really one. Good. Really good. I got to a point again where I just couldn't get past a bit and I kept getting attacked and I just thought, well, it's not worth it. So I gave it up. <laughs> Even yeah, on easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's patience is the key to The Last of Us. Oh, is it? Patience is stealth, oh. yeah. See, weirdly, yeah, I like I like um, Assassin's Creed. I've been playing Origins again. And I love the stealth element in that, that you can sneak around and take guys out and everything else and whatnot. So I, I, I enjoy that. But I just, I don't know, like I said, I just didn't, I, I'm, I will have to try Last of Us again, but yeah, I just didn't get into it. Yeah, do it, man. It's good. Okie doke. So now let's have an argument. <laughs> because, um, firstly, I will say, I wrote this week's uh, review of Mandalorian because it was so much better than last week's, which was, oh, he's gone. No, I'm still here. Off. He's I'm taking his here. clothes off. He's taking his clothes off and <laughs> greasing himself up, ready for the uh, Mandalorian talk. Um, <laughs> you wish. Because it, <laughs> because it was so much better than last week's, I gave it a four. Four was being generous. It deserved maybe a three, three and a half. But I still thought it was a much better episode than last week. But Matt, you disagreed. I, I enjoyed the first two episodes. I made no secret of that. And I got slagged off for it. I thought episode, was it three? We went on to that. The Doctor that side mission, yeah, 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 whatever. It was all right. It, it didn't really make sense, but whatever. This one, I just thought was fucking ridiculous. There were moments of stupidity. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, I don't even mind the stupidity. Like I said to you, with the first couple of episodes, I quite enjoyed the little, you know, the little puppets and practical effects. I brought a smile to my face, and I'm not ashamed to say that, even though I should be. But this was just like. They, they, they travelled all this way to the bottom of this nest and they're like, we can't land too close because it would hear us and then spend the evening below the nest having a bonfire and chatting. The fucking thing's like 100 foot above them. The and then they're climbing me. up the rock using their pistols. So that's all going while they're climbing up the rock and then they get there. And, just, and then where's this kid been? This pterodactyl yep. thing turns up. And that's what got me. Up, what, has it been in its gut all night? What, yeah. What, where's it been? Because they've got here... So this There's precedent. Yeah, There's precedent for that. Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc. Um, that's, yeah. See, that's not even an argument. And then at the end, when they put <laughs> these like three God, giant babies out of this spaceship, and I'm like, so hold on, you've got three giant baby pterodactyls in this spaceship, as well as about eight Mandalorians and your armor and your jetpacks in the same ship that we just saw that could basically fit about three people in. And I was just like, this is just rubbish and shit. I could be bothered with it. I was amazed <laughs> you gave it four stars. Yeah, what, what has happened in Mandalorian? So this week, in, in, in Mandalorian this week, um, they are at the Mandalorian training camp where they're all, you know, doing their bow hunting skills and everything else and whatnot. First of all, um, Grogu takes on another foundling which was, I don't want to say stupid. Ridiculous. It was just, it was, it was badly done because it seems like Mando wants Grogu to grow up to be a Mandalorian. So we're going to have a cute little helmet with big ears coming out the side. Big ears, yeah. Uh, which he's never allowed to take off. And with those ears, he won't be able to. Um, and there was a fight there. That, like I say, the fight wasn't great. It, 
somebody compared it to the whole fight. It was it, they said it was as bad as the fight in Attack of the Clones with Yoda and. Um, it made a, it made Attack of the Clones look like something Bruce Lee would make. It was absolutely no, ridiculous. Yeah, Baby Yoda needs to stay in his little carriage and occasionally force stuff. That's that's. How you see, we done that force jump. They basically just it's like fucking Kirby the Frog. So I just like threw it in the air and just filmed it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sorry. saying that he couldn't do that with the Jedi stuff and everything. It just, it, unfortunately, it just looks ridiculous. Yes. And- it's getting, no, you see, no, in Attack of the Clones, I thought it worked quite well. And I, w- I will stand by that, that the Yoda in Count well, Dooku fight is, yeah. Um, I thought that was quite, I thought it was all right. I thought it was quite well no. done. I mean, it was ridiculous that he kind of hobbles in and then it's like, no, I'm on, <laughs> you know, and uh, when he's floating around in his little hovering wheelchair and it's like, you lazy bastard, I know you can jump, I've seen you do it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Baby Yoda is now getting to a point where it is a ridiculous um, yeah. character. Yeah. I completely understand what they did in the first two series, but Fine. now, you know, that. when he was building his ship in Book of Boba Fett, and it had the dome on the back. It was like, what's the dome on the back for? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it, Yeah, it, I, miss, do- I miss the bigger ship. That was... Because how's he going to oh, be a bounty yeah. hunter? They established in the very first episode he's a bounty hunter. So he goes in and he, he carbon freezes, which it's a little weird, but fine. Yeah. He carbon freezes these guys and hangs them up in his ship. And he has to have extra room in his ship because he's a bounty hunter. He's got to bring back guys. But, you know, and, and he's, he's got to live there. on that ship. Yeah. You can't do that on a starfighter. That's just ridiculous. Mm. And so I'm like going, okay. I mean, it's like trading in, you know, a, a, a private jet for an F-14. It's like a private jet. You could actually live on a private jet. You can't do that with an F-14. So I, I'm, but but we, we're what we're four episodes in now, right? And yeah. what has happened? What has happened? Uh, Mando. Uh, Gets goes to bathe in the waters. He Season proves one. that oh. and gets gets back. Uh, yeah, what's her name? Sees him at the store, and he proves that gets back into the the the, the clan or whatever. Yeah, and Bo-Katan is possibly willing to be a part of the clan. That can all be done in one episode. We need four episodes to do that. It's like somebody on. Um, funny enough, the guy who did the edit for Obi Wan the movie edit for Obi-Wan, which made the series so much better. He said, where's the narrative going? Because, I mean, again, in, in sort of series one, you had, the, you know, the whole relationship between him and Grogu and that kind of developed, and then the end of season two obviously led to Luke. Whereas this is just kind of, where's it going? Is Bo-Katan going to then get the creed to go back to Mando and they're going to fight yeah. Mythosaur? You know, is it? I don't know, because who knows? You know, there's no there's no investment in the characters or where they're going or their arc or anything. Yeah, I, I don't know what's what's the end goal here. Like Picard yeah. season three, I know what the end goal is, even if, though I don't know every single mystery. The end goal is defeat yeah. the changelings, bring back, you know, free the Federation from this that that has infected it, so to speak. You know, get get rid of this shadow organization that's taken over the Federation. I know what the end goal is. I don't know what the end goal is here. I don't know what he's trying. He, I thought the end goal was going to be like to get back into the clan. I thought that was going to be the, hmm. the arc for the season. He's going to have to do a lot of different things, but that's done. He's back in the clan. Okay. So what do the clan want to do that? 
they, the clan doesn't seem to have any interest in going back to Mandalore because they think Mandalore is effed up. Now, did some, so I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and she said to me, did Bo-Katan take the Darksaber off Mando when he was in that cage on Mandalore? <coughs> so he's in this cage, he's having his blood extracted. Yeah, she used it to... I think fight off the robot spider thing. creature cyber whatever. Because again, that's just it. That's I don't remember. Of... I don't care. None of it makes any sense because I no, don't. But know that's what... what I'm saying is, you know, in the last series, it was all about this dark saber that she had to win it in combat, and she, so she could take back Mandalore and everything else. And then, like now, it's kind of who's got it? Not sure. What is she going to do? Um, don't know. And it's just kind of, you know, why she acts like she, she doesn't this... even want it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I, that's why I think. Um, what's his name? That M. Um, Salix said earlier about. Um, let me just find his comment a minute. He said earlier. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, John, as in John Favreau, threw up his hands and said, "Do what you want. I'm going to make Ahsoka and leave me alone." So I think he's been more vested in Ahsoka than he has with Mando three, Mando season three. Well, the, um, the big seems. mistake was bringing back Rogue. When, yeah. when Disney went, oh, shit, and, and Sedek said it here, right here. You got to sell that Disney merchandise. Grogu was a cash cow. And I get why. I mean, I didn't have a problem with, yeah. I mean, my wife bought one when we went to Disney World last year. And I'm like going, okay, I get why. I get why this was such a big deal. I get why he, he, he blew up. And I enjoyed the character. I enjoyed the whole thing. And it had an arc. And they completed the arc. And it was great. And then, oh, God, what we got to bring him back in. Okay, we'll bring him back in in Boba Fett, and then he'll just be there in season three without any explanation. So you better see Boba Fett, and we got to keep that streaming money coming in and all that. It's like there, there's no artistic or story reason to bring back Grogu. There's no compelling reason to bring back Grogu. Money. And he's not, he's not expressive enough. Or articulate enough to understand why he wanted to go back to Mando, because all he does is grunt, and make cooing noises, and and yeah. make cute. There's no he doesn't. And, and at first, it was cute because you know that's the character. But now that he is kind of developing, you at least need something out of him that you can understand him as a character, and you're not getting any of that at all. Yeah, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what what he wants or why he wants to be there or or anything. It's like, well, you got to start having him talk. And he's fifty years old. He should be able to fucking talk. I don't care what the species, how old it is. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. If he can, if he can walk and throw stupid paintball guns and jump around like a fucking idiot, I'm sure he can mumble a couple of words. So he was in his 30s when the Jedi Temple got taken over, for Christ's sake. Oh, of course, we had that ridiculous flashback as well. All right, okay, so (laughs) we're going to segue that. So, yeah, there's a flashback where Grogu was in the Jedi Temple on Order 66 kicked off, and he was saved by, um, I can't think of his name now, Tequila But But basically, Ahmed Best, who um, played Jedi. I, I kept looking at the actor and thinking, I know him. Where do I know him from? And I didn't look it up while I was watching it, and it came up with the end credits, and it was like, I'm at best. I'm at best. Right, okay. And, again, I uh, apart from the fact that I lied the fact that the um, – whoever it was, the clones, basically were so intent on killing a Jedi, they were quite happy to destroy half the city 
to get him and blowing up buildings and bridges and cars and everything else. Um, but I mean, so I much safer was... with the empire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Um, we got we got insurance. It's fine. I was. I thought that bit was okay. Apart from the only thing that annoyed me about that was, which is really stupid, was the the bark speeder, which obviously had a sidecar for for Baby Yoda. Yeah, that was dumb. That, Why when did it just came get out, a regular was, speeder, just a speeder just car, car, like they always yeah. have. Um, so I didn't mind that, but I people keep saying, "Oh, it's so good to see Ahmed Best has been um, what's oh what's the word I'm looking for redeemed." redeemed. Yeah, and it was like. Uh, I don't think it was that good, <laughs> um, no. you know, the, and whatnot. Which let's let's, should, let's move let's move on to this. So because I then went on to do the article, don't blame the actors, because it's funny because I mean it's, it's Star Wars that it's the one that this comes. It's going to be a bitch to cut up this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back to Mando then. Hang on, let's no, just go back to Wayne's World. Now let's go back to blame the actors. Right, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but with it. Ahmed Best, he got, you know, a new Star Wars movie was coming out. Everybody was excited. I remember being on the phone with my mates. I can't wait and everything else, waiting for the trailer and stuff. He got cast as a character in a a brand new Star Wars movie being made by George Lucas, right? I can't imagine what that must feel like. And yet then the movie comes out. Jar Jar Binks is a toy commercial and... Everybody hated him, but then everybody seemed to blame Ahmed Best for how crappy Jar Jar was, to the point where he was getting death threats, and he said he had people coming up to him in the street saying, you ruined my childhood because, you know, how crappy Jar Jar was and everything else. And it's like, it's not really his fault. You know, he was playing the character and speaking the lines and everything else, but it, it was George Lucas that who came really up with happened, though. I can imagine yeah, I do it believe did. it happened. I do believe it yeah. happened because, yeah, because yeah, this kind of shit's been going on since TV uh, and movies. There's been there's been actors who have constantly recounted, like Larry Hagman said, people would just spit on him because he was J.R. Ewing. Or um, I, I, Matt, I, just to give you an example that you'll know, I can't remember his name now. Not Ken Barlow. But it was somebody from Coronation Street, and he said the actor he had all women coming up and slapping him in the face for what he'd done to Gail Tinsley and all this kind of stuff, because people do genuinely believe that is the person that they are. Yeah, but you, know? yeah. you never saw Ahmed Best. You just saw him as his stupid orange lobster. Well, no, you, you got he, to, he was well known who, who was playing Jar Jar. It was all, I mean, because the media blitz when Phantom Mouse came out was ridiculous. And they had all kinds of behind the scenes and they did spotlights on every single character. Cause this is a new star Wars movie. It's going to be the biggest thing ever. And so they, you know, that unfortunately Ahmed did get a lot of shit for playing Jar Jar and he okay. shouldn't have. It's like Kelly Marie Tran. I've, I've, yeah. that's still happening. I've yeah. seen where she got just royally just screwed over and Twitter and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Her character was shit. Jar Jar was a shit character. That's not the actor's fault. And oh, that's the, no. that's the thing that people have got to separate that out. Do not go after act- go after actors because they make nonsense claims on Twitter, Twitter, or they you know can't keep their mouth shut about politics. But don't go I after. I don't even follow Mark the- Hamill on Twitter because again he goes on about politics and I'm I, I don't care. I, I just don't yeah. Care. He's height. He's height. He's, he's lost. Mark Hamill. He's lost his mind. Yeah. And that, you know, that's fine. That's them 
And that's their responsibility. But playing a character you didn't like, doing the best they can and getting a paycheck, and that's their job, leave them the hell alone. It's not... Don't don't Abrams. Um, And so, like I say, reading about it, because, I mean, like I say, Moses Ingram, who played Reva, was pre-warned that all the toxic fans are going to be racist against her and everything else. But again, her character... That we're going to make sure happens... Yeah, her character was was crap from the start. And in that edit that I saw of the Obi-Wan movie, which was cut down from the series, he cut most of Reva out and it actually made a lot more sense and was a lot more watchable. And like I say, they wrote this crappy character and then they they put all the focus on the actor to sort of say, well, you know, the actor, you know, you know. and it's like, no, 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 no. This is, this is down to you, the writers. You wrote, you all wrote a crappy character and yet you're, you're getting away with it and you're carrying on working. Where Moses Ingram, she was, there was going to be a spinoff of the Inquisitors and everything else, but that all got cancelled. And it's like, that's not Moses uh, Ingram's fault. That's, that's down to you, the writers, writing a crappy story. And it's not the toxic fans either. Yeah, but was she, well, wasn't she being a bit gobby about on social media about being a black woman and all that bullshit? She, she was. Let's be honest, and, she was a terrible actress in that. I, honestly, she wasn't good in that. I, I think she is a good she actress. She's done she's done good things in other stuff, but she was miscast in this. She came across yeah. too much like a petulant child instead of a <clears throat> an imposing a threat. Dark Jedi, yeah. 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 And... I, I don't it know. Was, it but was embarrassing. Half of it was how she played the character, but half of it was how they wrote the character. So, you know, where does that... That gets a little hard to figure out sometimes. Where does it begin and end? You know, given how they wrote her, why wouldn't she The beginning ends like with Disney screwing us over. Mm. Yo, fuck you, Disney. Yeah. Um, but no, I just like to say, I thought that was just an interesting little article that, uh, you know, a lot of actors, like I say... Um, Eggie over here, like say people in Coronation Street. I know they've been spat out in the streets and all sorts of stuff. And it's like I say, it's so bizarre that. Yeah, but let's I mean, be honest, it, Phil. People that won't watch soap operas anyway are fucking idiots anyway. So they've got a high level of intelligence to start with. Hey, hey, hey. My mum watches soap operas. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> weren't, weren't we just talking about marketing? That's probably not a good start right there. Just insult anybody who might come to the site. If you watch soap operas, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Um, we don't want you. But yeah, like I say, I thought it was like I say an interesting article because um, yeah, he does not make her a man. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah, yelling does not make her a man. Uh, apparently, it does on TikTok. Uh, apparently, it does on TikTok. More yelling you do. Um, so, like I say, yeah, sorry. It was, it was an interesting article. The actors seemed to get the blame for some of this, and and Ahmed Biss had been redeemed. And I was like thinking, hey, I don't think he was redeemed because he did the best he could. I mean, people say about um, Hayden Christensen, and his performance was terrible. And it was like that man deserves an Oscar for the crap that he was given to mm. say and the acting direction. That man is a legend to I do the performance right. that he did. You know, again, because Anakin was just was way for a thin a character throughout the first three those those movies and george lucas when you see the behind the scenes videos lucas is just literally sat there with a coffee sort of going cut action yeah. cut little side know, note little on. side note we've got that star wars convention over here in a couple of weeks and yeah. my son jake's going to it with his friends and they've paid to have a meet and greet with hayden and ewan oh man 
So Stux asked me if I'll ask him if he'll write an article and give us some pictures. So, Oh, brilliant, yeah. Okay. Happy days. That's one of those things uh, it, I would love to do, but at the same time, I don't know if I'd keep my mouth shut. Oh, Hayden Christensen, it's really good to meet you. I mean, you were god-awful in um, Obi-Wan. You and why? Why did you do it? Was it just a paycheck? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Phil was removed from the uh, Star Wars convention. <laughs> No, you don't. You don't know if you keep your mouth shut. We absolutely know you wouldn't keep your mouth shut. <laughs> At least I get kicked out for something. You know, what I mean that'd be uh, yeah. But no, Matt, Matt, that's really awesome that you're, uh, you're allowed to go into that. Yeah, he's um, going and check this out as well. His mate who he's going with has got a new job doing marketing, and he's going to Australia. And his new company, Benny Money, he's only been there a week because he's paid to do this meet and greet. They're flying him back from Australia so he can go to the Star Wars convention for two days, and then they're flying him back out to Australia to finish his job. How amazing is that? Yoda, where's our budget? It's a different world, man, and you and I aren't a part of it. <laughs> I, I remember anyway. my last payoff from the last movie I post was a half-eaten wagon wheel. Um, <laughs> and I, I didn't want the rest get it. of it. <laughs> okay, so then let's move on to the card. Now, I've not been watching this because I have been holding off until the series is finished to see whether it's worth watching or not. I hope it You've not been end. watching it because you're playing Star Wars Lego like a six-year-old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. Shots he's not wrong. Fired. <laughs> He's not. He's not wrong. Um, I have been. What's worse is though, no, I've been getting angry at Star Wars Lego like yeah, a six-year-old. That's the throwing problem. tantrums. <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody yes. help me. <laughs> play, play Jedi Fallen Order like a twelve-year-old. God damn it! <laughs> so Picard, how is how is Picard going at the moment? You guys have been keeping up to date with it, haven't you? I. You want to go, Yoda? I well, I've been doing the the reviews on. It. Have you read any of those? Or are you keeping yourself pure there, Phil? Oh, me? Oh, Phil. no, Phil. I've been oh, I've been keeping myself off them because, like I say, I'm kind of not avoiding it, but I'm just like I say, waiting to see whether the series is then going to be worth starting as, if it's sure. got a good finish. So I haven't I haven't really sort of read much about them. Okay. Um, because I'm trying to decide how many spoilers I need to go into. Oh, no, 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 and... don't, don't panic too much like that. No, no, I mean, based on that, all of them. I need to go into all of them. I mean, Eggie and I have had a couple of videos, and we have oh, three of them now, and that we've had some very long, ridiculously overlong discussions about Stranger Worlds, Discovery, and especially Picard Season 1 and 2, which I think it's safe to say we hated all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we we were very hard on it, and I think we, if you want to watch those, um, they're they're on the site, but they're... I was just going to say, we, Picard we have Season reasons. 1, I think I got through one episode and just no Bad. interest after that. And... Uh, w- so So I didn't have a lot of high hopes going into Season 3. And Akiva Goldsman and uh, who's, who's the asshole that runs all this? Uh, oh, Kurtz, um, Kurtzman. Kurtzman. Kurtzman, yeah, yeah. Um, they've kind of like given up on on Picard because they want to do Strange New Worlds and, and whatever. And I think Paramount has just about had enough of Kurtzman and his bullshit. 
So I don't know what's going to happen with Star Trek going forward. But they kind of handed it off to this guy who had done 12 Monkeys as a showrunner and a couple of other things. His name is Terry Metellus. And said, you know, it's the last season. Whatever. Do, do whatever you want. I, it's my guess. So... He's, he is he worked on Enterprise and Metallus seems to really understand Star Trek. And he has put together a banger of a season that I would put above any of the next generation movies. Um and really giving us a a good send-off. With the caveat, we got four more episodes to go. We'll see. But um He's he's kind of teasing us with all of them coming together, and he's he's coming close. You know they're all going to come together in the end uh, somehow. Uh, and he's he's done a really good job, and he's admitted he's like I want to give fan service, but I don't want to do member berries. I, I'm not quoting him exactly, but he's like, where do I stop and start with the fan service? Because I'm a Star Trek fan too. This last episode, they brought in, they went to the Fleet Museum, which makes sense that all these ships would be there at the Fleet Museum, because why wouldn't they be famous ships? Just like at the Smithsonian, we have the Spirit of St. Louis and things like that. Um, And they had the USS New Jersey, which looked exactly like a TOS Enterprise. It It was that same model. Which I found interesting because in Strange New Worlds, they have a TOS, even slightly pre-TOS era enterprise that is much modern looking. It's mm. it's nice looking. I don't hate it. But it's not the way those ships of the era looked. So by putting it in there, the way the ships of that era looked, is he basically giving a big F you to Kurtzman yeah. and everybody else? Because <laughs> it feels like it to me. Um and then he he met he, he we see Kirk's Enterprise NCC one seven zero one A we see the Defiant we see the Voyager and there's a nice moment with Seven because you know that was her show and all of this stuff and then they show the the Klingon ship from Star Trek Four the Bounty and that gives them the idea because they're getting chased by all these Starfleet people because they've linked all the ships together, which now I'm beginning to think is probably part of the Dominion's plan or the Shapeshifter's plan to to take over the Federation and, and cripples. Because if they're all linked together, then you could cripple them all at the same time, is what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they say, hey, here's a good way for us to not be found by the other ships. We'll steal the cloaking device off the bounty and put it on uh, the Titan. So, yeah, you had all these member berries, but there was a reason. There was a story reason for the member berries. Yeah. And that's pretty clever to me. I got to have all these nice little warm, nostalgic moments, but it wasn't for the sake of having warm, nostalgic moments. It had a story reason and a plot reason. And so I really appreciate, and I'm just using that as an example. I think Metallus has done a very good job of doing that kind of stuff. They brought back an old character last week. There was a very good reason why she was there. Didn't expect it. It was the best emotional moment of the season that was story driven. <coughs> Whereas I said in the, in the article, I said th- what happened last week was a, a emotionally 
created by the story. What happened this week was emotionally created by more nostalgia. But for a plot point, it still works. And there's a difference between those two emotions, right? When you're getting emotionally driven by the story, you're into the now, you're into the moment, you're into what they're trying to do. You're not being manipulated for cheap reasons. When you're just throwing in, remember the Enterprise, remember this Millennium Falcon, when you're putting that stuff in there, you're being manipulated just to get your butt in the seat. But there's no lasting, there's nothing that sits with you from the story that they're trying to tell. The Force Awakens is a primary example of that, right? It's basically a retelling of Star Wars with a lot of member berries. But in the end, do you really have that fond of feelings for... The Force Awakens. Do you find yourself wanting to go back and revisit that movie on its own merits? No. no. This no. season, I would revisit again on its own merits. And in fact, I've watched the episodes multiple times. I'm just enjoying it that much. And I never thought I'd say that about Star Trek again. I'm more reserved than you in this one. I didn't like the first few episodes. I thought that was okay. I really enjoyed the one with Ro. I think that was the that was the episode that I was like, actually, this this is going somewhere now. And then I've got to disagree, mate. I thought this one was just full of member berries. We had the Genesis. We had, I'm going to spoil something for you, Phil, but we had, That's right, on. for some reason, Kirk's body. I, I, I don't disagree on Moriarty. Why? We had all those shits. I was thinking. They went too far. They went too far in the Daystrom station. But yeah, not Operation the, the Fleet Museum was great. The Fleet Museum was great. The stuff in the days of Sasha was kind of. Why do you have a Genesis device in there? Why do you? Oh, this is where <laughs> Section Thirty One keeps all this stuff. It's like, why would they keep dead captains' bodies? I don't get it. But <laughs> they stole. Is he is he frozen like Austin Powers? No, you just, <laughs> just see you see like a you see a, a computer <laughs> screen fill with like a, a, a skeleton, like an X ray scan. So you don't actually see his body, but you know it's in this chamber where, where it's frozen or so you just say it comes up with Kirk and it's got Operation Phoenix or something. So obviously right. Phoenix rising from the ashes. And and then yeah, you got Moriarty, and then you got the whistling with, with Data and the Crow. That was okay. Genesis that Chamber. Was okay. Oh no, and, so and bloody Raffi as well. I can't watch that woman. <laughs> They, they I, I, I enjoyed it, but I was a little bit like, oh, come on. I thought we weren't doing this much. Mem I don't mind a member, baby, but this was like a whole big bunch of grapes. This was full of them. Yeah, uh, maybe they all got it done in one episode. They put it all together in one episode, then they'll move on. Because it hasn't my been own, many member berries up till now. It really hasn't. There's not been that many, but my concern is that I, I'm personally trying not to get too wrapped up in it because I just think the bar is so so low with Star Trek at the moment. Honestly, this is so much better than anything out there, but I'm questioning myself and thinking, am I enjoying this because it's because it's good or am I only enjoying it because everything else is so shit? That's, do That's you know where what? I am with I mean, not going, you know, not obviously uh, uh, watch any of the Star Trek stuff because I've just, like I said, I've had no kind of interest in it the way it is. But I'm the same as you. that there, I This afternoon, I sat down and watched something and I went through a list of all new movies that are out, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. I ended up watching Poltergeist 2, because it's A, I haven't seen it forever. Um, and it was just kind of, that to me was the most interesting thing to watch, because all the new stuff, it's just it's just nothing nothing out there that comes out. Every now and then a movie pops up, and I think, 
like John Wick Four, for example. I, I I might go to the cinema and see that because I you know I do I do fancy it and I'm quite looking forward to it when it gets eventually gets onto streaming and stuff. And now and then something pops up, but every you know most of the stuff is just it's so crap that when you actually find something which is even half decent, it's still bad, but it's half decent. It's so much better than the the crap that you're because, waiting through. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's but I didn't enjoy the first. What episode is this, Joe? Is this five? Five or six, wasn't it? Six. Six. I, I didn't enjoy the first few episodes. I thought Picard was still a bit of a, a, a meek, bumbling old man. But I like the fact that he has actually grown to become... He's becoming more like the Picard that we, we knew before. He's a bit more authoritative, a little bit more sure of himself. So I'm enjoying that aspect of it, and I'm enjoying it. The ships are still too dark. It still pisses me off. Yeah, and that, that, that's we're not going to get away from that no, cinema looking. That's that's never going to go away. You're never going to get that even TV lighting that you had before. No. And I, I don't know. I, I can live with that have... if the story is good, and the story has been very good. And I find myself, I find myself thinking about it randomly. I find myself really anticipating, wanting to see where the story goes, and I don't feel like it's manufactured in my mind because everything else has been shit at this point. I don't I, I don't find myself trying to make excuses for it like I have in the past when I did with Star Wars to a certain extent and you know before mm-hmm. you finally have to accept the sequels are crap and, and that kind of stuff or even the prequels you know I think there's there was a time when you were trying to talk yourself into this but you just there was a bit of oh boy what you, you always in the back of your mind is this what's going? Are they gonna fuck up, or what's this gonna be? Oh, yeah. God, I gotta figure out how to make this work and really want to love it because I love. Like I say, that's what, that's what I get with some series that I kind of don't want to start them because yeah. I just think they're gonna finish badly and then it's just a waste of time. I've had a, I mean, Willow was one. I got halfway through the first episode and just thought, nope, this is not worth the investment. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I knew that weren't yeah. worth watching anyway. Yeah, I, you know, I think and, there's more to this. Um, there's more to the this Riker scenario. Yeah, Not he's been I, that article that I shared with you, but I think there's more to that. And and he's been best as a character almost ever because I feel like sometimes in the original series they didn't know what to do with him exactly. Um, he had some good episodes here and there, but as far as an as a like Worf had great character arc all the way through it. Data had great character arc all the way through it. Uh, Picard, of course, did. The doctor was the doctor till the end. That was pretty much her thing. Deanna, maybe some minor character arc here and there. Her becoming a commander was kind of interesting and, and putting on the suit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most of Riker just didn't didn't grow that much as a character. He didn't, you know, they, 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 in the movies, it was always have to give him something to do. Um, so this show has finally given Riker a chance to be to have an arc and to have you know something more going on than to just be the Captain Kirk stand in in case Patrick Stewart decided to duck out of the series mm-hmm. and um, I it, like best of both worlds is really great for his character but beyond that I mean you really have to struggle to find something that really made Riker deeper and, and with, with Worf, it's easy. You could say, okay, well, there was the stuff with the Klingons, it's discommodation, you know, the yeah. Klingon Civil War, and then he was so interesting, they brought him into DS9, and they did even more with him after that. Um, 
Data's constant trying to become human and always, you know, hit that kind of thing going on. But yeah, they never did enough with the Riker, and now they finally they have, and I think it's great. Yeah, but I'm con- like, that's what makes me concerned because they're doing something with Riker, and I, I just hope they don't. So we, you know, we don't see him, he's a changeling or something ridiculous like that, or you know, it wasn't the real world Riker. That's my concern oh, because he's so. he's Riker, becoming the Riker, hero of the show. Riker is the robot, right? Sorry, no, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's the other thing. Metallus is trying to do something with that, with that whole idea, and he's not running away from it, but he's trying to do something to improve it. And I mean, you know, I, I give him credit for trying. Whether it works or not, I, I'm it's still to be seen, because um, they're trying to get away from the whole. He's just a robot by saying that it's more human than synthetic, but it's not completely human and there's more to it than that. It's not just an android like Data where you can just take off his parts like Legos. They they age and there's more organics and stuff in there. You know, he's handed this shit sandwich. So he's got he, you could either do nothing with it. And if mm. you do nothing with it, then even after this season, you will always have that in your mind. I loved, you know, the next generation, but now Picard's a robot. You know, I thought season three was great, but they never addressed that he's a robot. Now he's a robot, and that will always stick in your craw. Or he can swing for the fences and try to do something with it that maybe makes it a little bit more palatable. So I, I think that's his idea. He's trying to do something with it that makes it better than just Listen, the, the nonsense that ended the first season, right? Yeah, hats off to him. It's definitely a step in the right direction. I'm still not completely on board yet. I'm still a little bit probably scared to get too invested, to let my guard down too much. But we've got four episodes, and it's going I've in the right direction. I've been hurt before. That is how I feel, though. I was so yeah. utterly disgusted with episodes, uh, seasons one and two. This yeah, it's I like mean, being yeah, you... kicked in the nuts twice, and then you're standing there opposite the person who's now got an extra big pair of boots on. It's like, no, I'm definitely not going to do it for a third time. So I'm a little I bit promise, shielded. I promise. But it is a set. And it's I nice. There's no, there's no lesbian and gay agenda. You know, that thing with Raffi yeah. and Seven was very straight to the point. Understated. Yeah. Very understated. I loved it. Um, yeah, it They just said, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, too. Well, it's good to see you, and then they move on. They, they, I thought it was really hilarious when uh, they, they Rafi and Worf and Riker are about to go down to the station, and Seven is seeing them off, and he thinks she's going down with him. He's like, I have gone into battle with many lovers and everything. She goes, I'm not going. He's like, oh, thank God. I was practicing deceit. <laughs> <laughs> he's brilliant. Settling just said he's been, he's been petitioning Paramount for Captain Worf series. Oh, I'd watch the shit out of that, as long as Rafi's not in it. I, I got to admit, yeah. I, the thing with Raffi, now, Raffi has so much baggage from the last two seasons that I can understand your frustration with her. And you come by all your skepticism completely honesty, honestly. I, I get it. But the thing that I like about this is pairing her up with Worf and not treating all her they, they treated her like all her whining and everything like a positive in the first two seasons. Mm. And here they're treating it as a negative. And that 
makes her more interesting to me because now she's having she's getting knocked down here and there. I love the scene where she was fighting Worf like a like a you know they were sparring and he's it looks like I thought oh god she's going to knock him down and show how girl boss she is. And and she keeps not getting there and finally she's she's going at him like really going at him and he's like he's like Neo in the Matrix just Neo, like yeah. He's doing this basically, and then just knocks her ass down. Like, you gotta stop fucking acting like this. I was like, that was great. That was awesome. Cause now she's, she's, she got knocked down a peg and she's learning that she doesn't know every fucking thing, you know? And that's what I could deal with a character who's a mess if they, if it's treated as a negative and their arc is that they overcome all that. That's what everybody wants to I'm see, fine. right? I'm fine with and, that. Yeah, so when when he did that, I was like, that was that was Metallus is saying, we know Rafi's got a long ways to go. She needs to be knocked on her ass, and that's exactly what happened. And good for them, great. Yeah, give it, I, Phil, I've got to apologise. You literally about to fall asleep. Me and you have gone on to our one of our little Star Trek talking points. Sorry, I <laughs> was playing Doom Online. I was playing Doom Online. <laughs> you're, re, you're researching how to uh, how to solve that Lego Star Wars problem. You've been on all day. <laughs> No, I'm trying to figure out. I installed Adblocker on my computer, and all the hot mums in my area seem to have moved away. Um, so, <laughs> I just uh, think were, that he was Yoda, absolutely riveted by my conversation and explanation here. Yoda, we'll have to um, we'll schedule up for next. Up for best actor award is uh, Phil from the last movie outpost, <laughs> showing his interest, feigning his interest in Yoda's description of the card. Um, let's schedule, let's schedule one in, Yoda. We got four episodes fair. to go. Let's get one. Yeah, in. we'll do it. We'll do it after it's over. We'll just yeah, we'll yeah. just go through each I, episode that we have, then just kind of go. Through. Are you saying though, at the moment, it's kind of worth giving a go that third series? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's worth a go. It's okay. proper good evolution of star trek and i'm i'm really yeah i'm picking up all this shit from you too um, um i think i, I might <laughs> thanks thanks and like and subscribe like and subscribe <laughs> um, <laughs> um I, what i might do is, is then is put it on my watch list at least and just sort of you know slowly go through them and hope they don't crap in the bed at the end of it hmm. where were oh, you a check fan lift. in general uh, I was to say, are you a Trek fan in general? Or, or were you at the deck? Yeah, I mean, I, like I say, with the, I, I still remember going to see. I think it was um, a motion picture, and then up to four in the cinema, our local cinema. When when four came out, and they had all four, uh, you know, uh, uh, on a Sunday, and we, me and my mate, went to see them and stuff. I think they did it with five as well. And so, yeah, I've always liked the original series, and I've always liked the original cast. I can't say I was massive on next gen and I know my dad used to love deep space nine, but I kind of never, I never really got into it, but the, the new star Trek, I've always just been wary because of it's, it's yeah, modern shit. and well, just everything modern at the moment just seems to be, you know, crap because it's just made by these morons who are trying to give us the message and stuff. So I just stayed away from it. But I mean, you guys have said it. I know the critical drinker has mentioned it as well, that the series is actually quite decent. Cause I think he's seen the entire series. 
he yeah. got sent the entire series to watch. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Dave Cullen say, I, saw it. They've been they've been very high on it. And Metallus even came on one of their live streams. I listened to him talk to Drinker and, and Robert Meyer Burnett and everything. And these are guys that have Burnett's what worked on the original Star Trek and uh uh or next gen, I mean, and and that's, he was that's sold it for me very, though. Pucard season three, you won't throw a rock at the t- M through the TV for the most part. No, okay, I, so, I honestly yeah, give it a go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's damning with faint praise. I honestly think it's it's actually very good television, a very good Star Trek, and I'm. To me, I, 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 I've not been shy about my disdain for everything since 2009. So I mean, it's like I mean, with it, it's it's like with anything with me. If it's a decent story to it, I'm ha- I'm happy. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. And so, like I say, I, I've always liked the characters, you know, in, in the Star Trek and stuff. And like I say, I've never gone massive on the next gen, but I've, you know, the episodes I have sat down and watched, I've always enjoyed. And so, yeah, like I say, I'll have to put it on the watch list and just sort of, yeah, sort of not plow through them because that's not the right word, but, you know, just sort of sit down and watch them and give them a go and see what they're like. Well, no, there's, there's four left. Just wait for the four to finish and then you've got the whole set. Yeah. And then we'll tell you where it's So far is yes. Okay. We'll have to have a look. Like I say, things do surprise us. Like, um, you know, The Last of Us. I know, like I say, it did have a bit of woke in there and everything else, but The Last of Us was a was a good series. I you know, it. and I was in... Yeah, you know, and it was it was great to watch and great to watch just a set of characters and the way they developed and everything else. It was it was mm. good. I you didn't it like first. it? It got worse. No, I didn't like it. I liked it at first, and then afterwards... I've never played like, the game, mm. so I don't, I don't know. I don't the games are amazing. Reference. The games were amazing. I just thought there was just really? a lot of there was a lot of focus on stuff that didn't need to be focused on, and there's a lot of stuff that they cut out that would have made it much more engaging to watch, much more scary to watch as well. It was all right. It was it was satisfactory, but I, I think a lot of people blow smoke up his ass. I, I don't think it's justified. Okay, Doug. Right. Okay. So. Uh... That's been us. Yoda, would you like to wrap up for us? Thank you very much. Uh, is there anything? Oh, yeah, we already talked about that, didn't we? So I guess, yeah. yeah, I guess there's not much else left. So thank you very much for watching. We are, of course, the lastmovieoutpost.com for all your movie news, streaming news, and everything cool about film. We are the cool news now. You can find us on Twitter at, at @movieoutpost. Uh, he's at Boba Phil. He is at Met Eggy Wags. I'm at Drunken Yoda One. You can find us all on Twitter, Facebook slash Last Movie Outpost, and Instagram at Last Movie Outpost. We do this stream every Sunday at noon Central Time, six PM UK t- UK time. Although I think it's still five PM for you. No, it's six no, no, for no. another week. We, you know, we've had a we've had our daylight savings over here. It happened today. You so. had your daylight savings. Excellent. All right, and of course, uh, tune in. Uh, we're going to have some more. I'm I'm going to be working on a overlooked. I'm going to force myself to get some more overlooked uh, videos up there. Uh, got a list, and I just need to get it done. Yeah, no, I, I must admit, I'm exactly the same. I've been working on one of my other YouTube channels, which has now got monetized. I've seen no money from it yet, but it's it's been monetized. But now that I've I've that's done, I can now get back to trying to look at some overlooks because I want to do some as well. So yes, like I say, we we, we need to get back on track uh, track with that. Yeah, I think we're going to keep it to you know you can watch excerpts of this if you don't want to watch the entire thing. You can watch excerpts of this show throughout the week, 
and uh, we will try to put some special videos up there. Uh, but Overlook seems to be our most popular, so we're going to stick with that. Uh, give the people what they want, I guess. Or random shorts that spike our views up so fucking high for oh, 20 minutes. <laughs> Do you know what? I was looking at the analytics earlier, and I thought, we had a massive spike of of, of likes on, on that one day. That was random. That was that video I put up of Mark Hamill, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's like you get you get 1,500 views in like 20 minutes. It's like, well, you think that YouTube would keep pushing it if you get that many. And then it just falls off a cliff, and then there's nothing after that. I'm like, It was literally a day, why? one day. Well, our viewing figures do that, do that, do that, do that, and then that, and then all the way back down. It's bizarre. <laughs> so random. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, okay, Phil, do you have any final words? No, like I say, um, carry on watching the site. Hopefully got a, um interview lined up with an Oscar winner very soon, but um, just sort of sitting on it until everything's confirmed. But, uh, yeah, apart from that, uh, visit us on the site. That's right. Matt, how about you? Uh, no, good. it was nice to see Setlick 3 Gaming on now. Some good yeah, points. Thank you, mate. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I've already put that up. Yeah, well, it's worth another shot. <laughs> we need yeah. all the any, all the, kind, any, any kind of praise we can get. Anything. Uh, uh, stop! 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what, what is the other thing you put back here? Uh, oh, oh yeah, I won't be here next week. You won't. Where are you now? No, it's my son's boxing. He's got his uh oh, his charity yeah, fight. So. I'm going to be standing there chewing my nails and throwing every punch with him and <sighs> fucking kids. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> no, fair play, mate. I hope it goes well. Yeah, so they're just not I, worth so it. They're just not worth it, are they, Matt? They just weren't. <laughs> we were lied to. The thing is, mate, I, I did it. I've done one of the white-collar things a few years back, and he's obviously he's obviously got the same temperament as me, so he, let's get let him get it out of his system, hopefully. The poor goddamn kid. Oh, so when he's your age, he'll be a he'll be a functioning alcoholic. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, <laughs> no, I'm an alcoholic because I didn't have the uh, the outlet that, I, that he's being given. So hopefully he'll be more functioning than I am. But now we've been in the garden doing pad work and a little bit of sparring. So I won't be here next week. I'll be standing there and chewing my nails and either heavily intoxicated or consoling my wife. who will be sitting there crying. As a boy, boys, boys punching me in the face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, bring, bring a bring a boombox and put the Rocky music in it. That might help. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's me done. Okay. Right. Just before you go, anything from you? No, I think I've yabbered enough. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, we don't need him anymore. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you on the next stream.